Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This Saturday was pretty wild. Me and Luke were out at Whole Foods. I was grabbing a nice little little quarter. Lobster bisque. When I get a message that Elon Musk is live on Twitter spaces talking about what was going on the Twitter files the, the things the government has been accused of doing in terms of censorship and election interference is really crazy stuff. And uh, one of the, I'm, I'm walking around Whole Foods and I got this like phone up to my ear, listening to this crazy conversation when Elon Musk said something to the effect of, if I commit suicide, it's not real because people were talking about the, the real threat to his life because of what he's doing. Well, we have two things. One, I mean, I think that's the, the big story. Uh, Elon Musk was getting in a car and he said, I'm not doing any public signings ever again. He's got security surrounding, uh, surrounding him. He talks about how the, the threat of assassination is real. And I think that's really interesting. And it's also interesting how the media has been putting out this generic message of PR for the richest man in the world, all identical, like puppets giving, being given marching orders. It's very strange. The crazy thing is the story itself, Matt Taibbi, I think, did a great job, but he made a big mistake. In the Twitter files, if you didn't see it on Friday, they basically revealed that the Democratic National Committee uh, was reaching out to Twitter for favors to, to take content down. Now, in one of the tweets, Matt Tybee said he didn't see evidence that government was involved. However, Jack Posobiec followed up with an FEC document showing the head of Site Trust or whatever, Yoel Roth, saying that he had been reached out to by the FBI, that there would be hacked information coming to the platform to be disseminated, and it would involve Hunter Biden. This means the government did go to the highest level of Twitter, tell them to take it down. The the Twitter files then expose that they had no real justification for blocking the story, but decided to do it anyway. And now we see the big cover up. So we'll talk about that. We'll get into greater detail. I want to rehash the whole story. But the other news is, well, this is rather interesting. And there's a lot of uh, interesting questions about it, but I think I should talk about it. Around 7 a.m. this morning, two men broke into my house and, uh, don't know exactly why or what was happening. There's a lot of speculation. I don't want to reveal too many details, but a shot was fired by one of, uh, I'll just, I'll keep it very vague for law enforcement reasons, not by them. They, the, the burglars, we don't know what they were looking for or what was happening. Entirely possible. It was random. I kind of don't think so, considering you can't mistake this property when you get on it and everything that's happening there. And uh, 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 they, after nearly being struck, they dove out the window, panicked, fled, and uh, left behind a, a wallet with an ID in it. So the whole thing is very, very weird. Considering what's going on in politics, I figured, you know, maybe we should talk about this and the threats that we've received. The next story we have is that there was a a substation uh, shot up in North Carolina, knocking out power and the left is claiming it was far right wingers trying to shut down a drag performance show. So we got to talk about this stuff. It's it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy uh, Monday, I suppose. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, click that join us button to support our work directly, and you'll get access to the uncensored members-only show we put up Monday through Thursday, as well as the Cast Castle vlog, Tales from the Inverted World, and uh, more content to come. We've got a documentary on gun rights coming out soon, and we actually have a behind-the-scenes with Yay from last week, if you guys want to see it. Smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends if you really do like it. Joining us today to talk about all of this is Chef Andrew Gruel. 
Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. Who are you? What do you do? All right. Andrew Gruhl. Uh, I am a chef and restaurateur. Some people might know me from being on Food Network shows or having a series on FYI Network, some other TV stuff, or from one of my restaurants. Um, I started with a food truck in 2011, grew to 40-plus restaurants, recently sold Slapfish, which was kind of my namesake restaurant. Still have six concepts. I'm from Southern California, Huntington Beach specifically. I'm a father of four and a husband, and that is my life in a nutshell. Right on. This should be really interesting to uh, uh, to talk about. You you uh, called out California over the lockdown stuff, which, uh, well, it was contentious to say the least. Yeah, it didn't. Di- I mean, you know, it depends on how you look at it, whether it went over well or didn't go over well. But without getting into too much of the granular detail, I'll say this. I did speak out about uh, Newsom's hypocritical lockdowns, and the state immediately turned on me. But, uh, you know, the good news here is, is that as I continued to speak out and doing so rationally, right, it wasn't anything crazy extreme. Our sales doubled, tripled. The support came flying in there. Uh, as that support came in, we decided to start a fund I called 86 Restaurant Struggle. We actually ended up raising over a half million dollars for struggling and out-of-work restaurant workers. Nice. Not small business owners, but restaurant workers at the time. Um, more, No less than four months after I raised that half million dollars, I did do a piece on Tucker Carlson, and then Antifa quickly turned on me for being an anti-worker <laughs> uh, uh, mouthpiece, which I think is funny when you contrast that against right. raising all the money. But uh you know, so I've been up and down that California roller coaster and everything post-pandemic. So, uh, lots to talk about. Right on, right on. Luke's here. Definitely expect some questions about bugs and seed oils in the future uh, on the show. My name is Luke Radowski here of WeAreChange.org, and I live by two principles. Don't take people's stuff and don't hurt them. A principle that, of course, the government does the exact opposite of. And I think we should definitely be sharing more of these principles and spreading them. And if you agree with that, you could get that message, which is on my shirt, on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Because you guys do that, that's why I'm here. Thank you again so much for having me. I'm the wizard, the sorcerer. I'm not sure which one I'm better at, wizardry or sorcery, but one's with your intelligence, the wizardry, the other's with your charisma, the sorcery. I don't know. You let me know. I'm looking forward to talking to you about what's that? I said, is that what that is? Yeah, sorcerers use their charisma to cast magic. They have less choices of magics they can use, but they're very refined at what they do, whereas wizards use their knowledge and understanding of nature to manipulate and... Use it so like they'll use like a like yeah we'll get into it later on the show. What's up, dude? I I'm glad I want to hear all about your perspective on how you dealt with the pandemic as a restauranteer, obviously. But hopefully we can go deep into just the magic of restauranteering in general, food, you know, what it's like to own restaurants. Maybe later in the episode, I'll, I'll start asking you questions. Awesome. Peace out. And I am Surge.com, at Surge.com. Thanks, guys, for getting my Instagram over 2K. That was a cool feeling. Gave me a little dopamine bump. There you go. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, let's talk about this first story. Elon Musk claims risk of his assassination is quite significant. And uh, a little bit more than that. He said, quote, if I committed suicide, it's not real. As soon as I heard him say that, I I had to tweet it out. When he was releasing the Twitter files, he said it was going to be at 5 p.m. Then all of a sudden, he's like, okay, it's going to be in an hour. Then he goes dark, and everyone's like, what's happening? The joke across Twitter was last minute phone call from Hillary Clinton. Aha. So he says, frankly, the risk of something bad happening to me or even literally being shot is quite significant. It's not that hard to kill somebody if you wanted to. So hopefully they don't. And fate, fate smiles upon the situation with me and it does not happen. There's definitely some risk there. I, I got to say, the first thing is, uh, does that seem like the typical reaction from someone who genuinely feels like they'll lose their life? I'm not, I'm not saying he's wrong or that's not true. I'm saying... 
I guess you'd expect him to react differently, right? Abe Lincoln had a similar thing where he was just like, they wanted him to have all the securities. Like, you know what? If they kill me, they kill me. And he had a dream a few nights before he was killed of him walking through the White House. People were crying. And in his dream, he was like, what happened? And they were like, the president's been killed. And, and then he woke up, Lincoln. And he was like, what? That was weird. A couple of days later, he was shot and killed. So once I think if you're at peace with yourself, you just have to be your best self and damn be the consequences. But... You know, I mean, what, like he said, if, if everyone in the world wants to kill you, how long can you survive? I mean, seven I, minutes? I don't think it's everyone. I think it's a certain select few of individuals. Some of them, uh, you know, rhyming with uh, Hillary. Uh, sorry. He just uh, literally I, said I Hillary. Said, pardon, pardon my friendship. But I think there's... Chillery. Uh, chillery. Yeah, chillery. You know, but I think there's a reason uh, Epstein <laughs> was trending Friday night when we had the delay of the Twitter files. I think we're living in a society where intelligence agencies do have things like heart attack guns. And if you look at these latest Twitter files, who do they go after? The intelligence agencies that we know were conjuring up lies in order to try to push a narrative and a story and to suppress a story that would make a political party look uh, good when, of course, the reality of it was that they were bad, that there was a lot of horrible things. You want to say something? I just want to pull, I want to confirm the source. Of, yeah. uh, this is from all, allthatsinteresting.com. The heart attack gunfighter dart made from frozen shellfish toxin that would enter the target's bloodstream and kill them in mere minutes without leaving a trace. This is like in the 60s or 70s, yeah. I believe. 1975. That was, yeah, through the, I think, the commission hearings, uh, the Warren Commission hearings, I believe, if I stand corrected, that there was uh, a lot of disclosure with what the intelligence agencies were doing uh, behind the scenes. And this is this is decades and decades ago. You can only imagine what they have now. So with Elon Musk saying that he's taking his security, uh, you know, more significantly, uh, taking taking his security more seriously than before. I mean, obviously, he's pissing off a lot of powerful people that do uh, Epstein people. Let's just be real here. Let's just be honest here with ourselves. You know, one thing that I often thought about with stuff like this and Trump, I heard that tr the, one thing I've heard we talked about the reason Trump likes fast food so much is that when you walk into a McDonald's, the burger's already made. So when you order it, they can't tamper with it. And there's like a fear. I don't know if that's true. Sounds but like that's, a gross excuse to eat McDonald's. I just, I, it's but I, terrible. It makes sense. I don't eat it. But it's, yeah, it's logical. I mean, I worry about this stuff. Like you never know. We live in MAGA country. So for the most part, people come out fist bump me and they're really excited, you know, like I don't, I, but I, I'm, if I go into like a deep blue area where people are, you know, crazy leftists or whatever, do I got to worry about my food getting messed with or something? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Food is the avenue through which they typically do something like this, which is why we run a tight ship in my kitchens. But, uh, you know, it's funny when I hear that about the shellfish and my this is how sick my mind is. I immediately go to like braised shellfish with garlic and white wine and herbs <laughs> and all of that. Uh, uh, you know, w with the Elon piece of this, I, th I think two things. Number one, kind of Heisenberg's principle, which I think I'm using this properly, right? The act of observation ultimately affects that of which is being observed. So if he goes out there and throws this out into the public, you know, that act, right? And then under the observation, he could change 
change the trajectory. So get it out there, talk about it, let it be public, and then ultimately that that could hypothetically change uh, whether, you know, however you want to look at this, change what's going to happen. But number two, he's a businessman at heart, right? And the more he talks, the more he puts out these kind of hyperbolic statements, the more people are going to go on Twitter, more people are going to tweet about it. I mean, he's driving business by virtue of his own narrative, and it's kind of brilliant because we see the numbers, we see the activity is up, and and that, that ticks everybody off because they talk about how, oh, well, Twitter's going to shut down this weekend. Yeah. And now the headlines came out after he, he published and produced how successful Twitter was over the past three to four weeks. Well, th- that's just a smokescreen. Those are going to go down. And just a correction, it was the church hearings that really uh, released the information of the heart attack gun and a lot of other horrible things that the intelligence agencies were doing in secret. Uh, but we also have to understand that this was uh, Elon responding directly to questions being asked to him, specifically if he's going to be suicidal at any point in time in his life. And, and this spurred on this reaction, which, of course, everyone's talking about, as we're still waiting for the Twitter files 2.0 to be released that we're hearing are in the hands of uh, Barry Weiss. So there's still a lot more. There's some people saying that this was a nothing burger. There's a lot of people saying that this is a, the, a huge, a huge reveal that I think is going to have significant changes in our society. But it all depends, I, I, I guess, where you stand politically. It's a smoking gun. I yeah. mean, the, the, the Twitter files. So one of the things they're mentioning is that the the request from the DNC, the specific links were, were nudes of Hunter Biden. Now, fair point. Uh, I can understand why somebody would be like, yeah, I don't want those up. But why is the DNC making those requests and not, you know, say Hunter Biden for personal reasons? So the first thing you have to consider, the Democratic National Committee was trying to get these private images from a private citizen who was not running for office removed. So when the left comes out and says Hunter Biden's not the president, not running, he's not relevant. Okay, well, then why is the DNC trying to? Well, because obviously it's relevant. The second thing is the images corroborate the laptop is real. If someone came out and said, look at this email, you could be, that's fake. How do I know that email is real? Because here's a picture of Hunter Biden in a private, you know, revealing circumstance that he took himself. That was along with it. Okay, not a guarantee the email's real, but it does lend some evidence to the fact. So when they start, when the Democrats literally are taking down images of a, of a, of a third party who's not running for office, that's bad. But more importantly, when it came to the laptop in general, the, 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 the files reveal that they had no policy justification for removing it argued about how they had no policy justification for removing the laptop story, did it anyway. And then a big mistake Matt Taibbi made, with all due respect, because I think Matt, Matt does a great job and I think he's fantastic. Jack Posobiec posted the FEC, the federal election documents from Yoel Roth of Twitter saying the FBI contacted us, said there would be hacked materials related to Hunter Biden. Then they just arbitrarily removed that story? BS. The FBI, like Mark Zuckerberg said, reached out to them and said, the story's coming, get rid of it. What did uh, Taibbi, what mistake did Taibbi make? Did he not include that? Taibbi, he didn't. And he said that I've seen no evidence of government involvement in the censorship of this. And then later, Jack Posobiec posted an FEC document from FEC.gov, where Yoel Roth was like, yes, they contacted me. Yes, they said the information on Hunter Biden was coming. And And to be careful about it, Mark Zuckerberg said the exact same thing. Yeah, and the New York Post released a story today talking about the FBI's hack and leak operation, which they had weekly meetings with uh, big tech social media companies, and they came to them and they said, hey, Hunter Biden is a target of a hack and leak operation that's going after him before the story even was public. So they knew, they probably knew that the New York Post was working on this story. They knew it was going to go public. So they preemptively spread this information, spread lies in order to confuse and stop a narrative that would make the un coming political party look uh, bad. 
that that right there is 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 very very sinister nasty actions that are absolutely playing totally unfair when it comes to this political landscape and i and i have to stress it's not just the fbi according to this document from fec.gov since he, he wrote since 2018 i've had regular meetings with the office of the director of national intelligence the department of homeland security the fbi and industry peers regarding election security he goes on to mention that uh, these expectations of hack and leak operations were discussed throughout 2022. I also learned these meetings that there were rumors that a hack and leak operation would involve Hunter Biden. So to clarify, DHS, FBI, industry peers, the DNI were in contact with Twitter consistently for years. And in 2020 said negative information about Hunter Biden is coming. Who's this FEC? Who's the I? I noticed. I, I just, Yoel Roth. OK, as you can see right here, signed Yoel Roth, head of site integrity, Twitter Inc., December 17th, 2020. I, I think that the writing's on the wall with government collusion with big tech. I mean, I think it's obvious and it's becoming more apparent and more legally justified if we're going to make these claims with evidence like this. But what, what it, when I'm reading the patterns of humanity, what it looks like right now is this is the chance to step up each of us because it's like whack-a-mole. You know the whack-a-mole game. If someone steps up and tries to change society, they get whacked. And that's been happening since Kennedy, since I don't know. I'm, I'm claiming that. I don't have. I mean, I've got a lot of evidence that Kennedy was... Well, obviously, Kennedy was killed, but I'm not saying who did it. I don't know who did it. I know, uh, apparently. Anyway, <laughs> there's a so lot of theories the, around that the one. Chance, this is where we all have to step up and take some of the, the focus onto ourselves. Because if we let Elon, we think he's some superhero. He's just a vulnerable guy. So I want to be on you know Team Humanity here. Yeah, look, I think that where this is going to start to focus is on the um, private versus public element here, or private versus government element, because what you hear is the argument is, no, well, this is a private enterprise. They were, you know, it was a private citizen at the time, Joe Biden, he was just a candidate. He wasn't involved with government. And look, this is, you know, a private company. And that's the argument that's being made. But what's really interesting is it was the DNC, which once again, you can claim that it's private, but then you have public government officials as part part of the DNC, right? So you have what could hypothetically be considered in more of the business or the corporate world, piercing the corporate veil, right? And by that, I mean is, is that, yes, so you have all of this through this shell company, the DNC, that's private, but then you have public influencers or stakeholders that are on that private committee or that private you know group that are then influencing this through. So then did you pierce that veil? In the, in the food world, right, as a franchisor, I am responsible by way of new laws for the labor practices of a franchisee. That was a recent ruling, right? And that gets into that kind of that corporate public-private piece of this. And so if in the private business world, I'm responsible as a franchisor for what my franchisee does, even though I have nothing to do with it by way of just that connection, well, then government should be held to the exact same standard. There was a very interesting article by uh, Jonathan Thur Turley that uh, was released also that was titled Six Degrees from James Baker, a familiar figure reemerges with the release of the Twitter files that details how, you know, a lot of this was, was centered around from the very beginning, this whole Russian collusion narrative, this whole uh, larger agenda here from central figures within the federal government that were engineering a lot of this. And when we kind of look at this, we, gotta, we kind of got to ask ourselves, obviously, there was some incentive by big tech social media companies to try to make the Democrats win since the Democrats are more favorable towards uh, big tech monopolies rather than, of course, Republicans that were kind of threatening to put them in check. 
threatening in in not even a, a real way, but but kind of soft handed way, kind of hinting at they that they might be interested in doing something like the Republicans always do, and then they kind of back off and scare, just like teenagers trying to go up to a girl. Uh, that's that's essentially what a lot of the Republicans did here, and I think this is you know one reason why to speculate uh, what's really going on here. Is it the private industry or is it the the public industry? Who's really responsible here? To me, it doesn't matter. They're all in bed together. Uh, a lot of these individuals are working together. A lot of these individuals know that they need to depend on each other. They have blackmail on each other. And to me, this is a no-brainer that they're codifying the elections for their own personal benefit. And, but to go along with the private argument, right? Let's galvanize that argument and say, okay, it's all private then, and anybody can do what they want, and that's the argument. It's done. Well, then why why are people going after Elon so much? It's a private company. He can do whatever he wants. So you can't kind of scream the sky is falling on one side, but then use the same argument against or for whichever side you're on. Um, and I think that that's something that's just being ignored in all of this when, when, when the two sides are battling it out. It was interesting to see the White House response to all of this. They finally decided to release an official statement saying that the Twitter files were, quote, a distraction and old news that are diverting attention from Twitter's, quote, hate and disinformation. So very weaponized, very kind of Orwellian terms used by the White House in response to all of this. And Elon Musk looks like he's not backing down. There's going to be more releases in the future. There's also a lot of rumors that he's going to be starting a medical experts panel that's going to be questioning the government's logic when it comes to health advice. And he also came out recently and talked about how he thinks that the FTX scandal is a lot bigger than what people make it out to be. And he's claiming that it's it's it could be nearly $1 billion that was given to Democrats via dark channels with untraceable money. So there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that we don't know about, but it, it, it definitely is a very fascinating battle with Elon Musk saying he's afraid for his life, essentially yeah. trying to say that he's not going to be Epstein. He was saying that the, the risk for assassination is real. I want to uh, uh, talk about this next story to the best of my abilities and explain why. I have a tweet, and y'all have been go- lighting up the chat about it. I said, there's a 9 millimeter bullet lodged in my kitchen now. I can't say I'm surprised this happened after the wave of doxing and threats made against us. I can't reveal too much of the details about what happened, but this morning I got word that uh, my house had been, um, I don't know what the right word is, burglarized is the legal term. But people typically think burglary implies theft of goods. There was no theft. There was uh, reportedly two men who broke in, climbed through a window. One of our uh, staff members on site uh, uh, yelled out. Let me just say uh, very carefully, a shot was fired. The individuals were nearly struck. They fled. They left behind a wallet and an ID, which is very, very strange. Nothing appears to have been missing. And we don't know what this was about. Okay, entirely possible that this was a random occurrence. Considering we've been swatted so many times, considering we have active threats, and the far left has been posting, uh, let's just say posting an address that they believe is my house, it's not, uh, on the internet excessively, the first thing we thought was, seems like it may be random or um, localized. And then after going over the scenario, talking with uh, some individual security, for instance, we were like, okay, actually... It seems like this might actually be political because the things we would expect from a burglary, a typical burglary in the area, didn't happen. The property in question is is large with multiple buildings on it. And without giving too many details away, we ultimately concluded that your typical robbery wouldn't occur in a situation like this. I don't know exactly what happened. Um, you know, we just know that it did. Uh, that's what's been reported by 
well, we have, we have the police report that was filed. The police took evidence. And um, the reason why I want to bring this up is that I've been talking about, I talked about this last week. We, we've been swatted uh, several times and we've not reported it. Uh, everybody knows that we've been swatted over a dozen times at the bomb squad here and everything like that. And we keep being told by uh, people, don't say anything. Don't let anybody know what's happening. And, and the, first, the first time I heard that, I'm like, it's kind of odd. Like, shouldn't we let people know that there are people trying to murder us? Because then, like, I don't know, it just feels like if something happens, no one will be prepared for it. We should be like, hey, guys, these threats are real. They're happening. And what we kept being told was, if you say it, it will, it will keep happening. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I agree. It's a tired narrative. So we actually stopped mentioning that the swattings were happening. Guess what? They still keep happening. Guess what? After all the, uh, the death threats and, and threats against us, I don't blame Elon Musk. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I was thinking about reaching out to him being like, dude, there are people posting addresses for me, Matt Walsh, and a variety of people, and they are spamming them en masse like crazy. There's got to be some way of getting rid of this. But I'm like, what do you really do? How do you really deal with this? So now my attitude has, is basically this. The left came out, and we'll talk about the story in a second, and said that a Transformer uh, substation was shot up by far right-wingers trying to shut down a drag performance. Every single time something happens, Jesse Smollett 2.0, they claim the far right, the far right. Last week, one of our guests said, if you go to the average person and ask them who's more likely to commit political violence, a left-winger or a right-winger, they will tell you outright a right-winger, despite the fact that it's substantially more likely to come from the left just in every capacity. I know the ADL has their weird rankings, but they claim that black nationalists are left wing and white nationalists are right wing. And none of that makes sense. And I think that there's a reason for it. How often does Ben Shapiro talk about the threats that he gets? Rarely, if ever. How often does your typical Antifa talk about the threats they get? They won't shut up about anything. They get a DM where someone says you're fugly and they'll post it and say, I'm under attack. They're trying to kill me. So what happens? The narrative you start seeing in mainstream conversation is the left is constantly being threatened and the right is fine. When in reality, this stuff is happening to us. So I don't know if this incident in question was political, but I find it hard to believe it's a coincidence has happened around the time that people have been spamming, you know, people have been posting on Twitter that we shouldn't be allowed to live comfortably. But I don't know what you guys think. What are your thoughts? I, the story is a little perplexing because it, it sounds like the, I, I'm not going to... We got to be careful. For yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I know the drill. I, I've been through this before. It's This has been, you know, our entire career. This is nothing new. That, I mean, except the more, the, the levels of intensity keeps... Um, just keeps getting uh, you know higher and higher. But I was going to say this is uh, this is either a case of the wet bandit from Home Alone, or just someone messing with uh, messing with with us. So um, just deliberately trying to intimidate and scare us. So I, I think you know again, who knows what's really going on here? I, I think a lot of the things are done to to confuse people. It, it could be a bunch of idiots. Um, you know, poverty is increasing. A lot of people are poor. A lot of people are desperate. But but the official story of what happened doesn't really add up to that. Doesn't really make sense. And and the idiocy of it doesn't really make sense at all. Especially with the identification card. Um, yeah, that that right that, away. That right there's like okay, either they're the lowest IQ idiots of all time, the the dumbest criminals of all time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or someone's deliberately try- trying to, you know, send a message. Or well, something. remember when the planes hit the World Trade Center, um, a passport fell out of the burning explosion, explosion and fell down to the ground. That's how they found the terrorists that did it. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. It, it, may, it, it may just be that this guy who broke in had a wallet with nothing but a single ID in it. And uh, my understanding is the ID wasn't even in it when they fled. So that means he, he climbed in and just said, oh, I better check my wallet for my ID and took it out, placed it down, looked at it, and then had to flee the building. How convenient that now we have a wall, an identification and someone to go after. How That's convenient. Weird. I don't like this. I don't like talking about it publicly, but what I will talk about is the victim mentality, because I know what you mean about people claiming, oh, they hurt me. They're violent towards me. But you never hear Ben. You don't hear Ben Shapiro say when he gets doxxed. You don't hear Disney say when they get doxxed, because entertainment companies get doxxed. That's what happens. That's why they have big walls around their, their studio. Um, but at some point, I don't like playing the victim card. I don't like being like, he said, I got hit today, everybody. Look how sad I am. Oh, I got hurt today, everyone. Look at me. Look at me. But... At some point, I mean, it's worth being honest about what's happening, not complaining about it. It's just the nature of the entertainment industry. I, the, the, there's one reason I tweeted about it when, when I heard, right? So I wake up in the morning and phones are going nuts because it happened at 7 a.m. Like I wake up and like I'm in bed getting up, getting ready, and it's literally happening. I wasn't at this property in question. And um, I said, look, I've, I've told people, please, for the love of all that is holy, if you hate my guts, if you don't want me to be alive, whatever, do not come to my properties. You're allowed to hate me. You can hate, all, hate me all you want. But if you come to these properties, there is a strong possibility you will lose your life. No one is going to sit back and be like, well, despite all the death threats, um, I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt as they shatter the window and climb through. I don't know what they're doing, but, you know, let's just ask them politely. That's not what any of our security guys are going to do. Mm-hmm. No, the, the security guys, you're, you're lucky if, if, if you're uninjured when you leave. Those guys, who are, they're probably hurt. So that, that's the main reason I was like, you know, I, I talked about it and said, I think I should put that out just so that, like, I can make sure this is loud and very clear. You know, I do not want anyone getting hurt. And if you come here, so we have people trying to troll, we have stupid games, and there's a reason why, you know, who knows? Some, some morons, you know, coming up, I have no idea. But uh, I, I just, you know, I have to wonder about, with all of this going on, the other significant portion of the story is that it's been a year since we, uh, the swattings began. And we've been swatted on average more than once per month, sometimes twice. Where's law enforcement? I've, I've, t- I've tried reaching out to some. The amount of crimes that have been committed against us in terms of violent and as well as what, I, what I'd consider like white collar crimes... If we could talk about it, people would, would, would crap their pants. But we can't because active investigation stuff, law enforcement. But for some reason, nothing's being done about it. I think I realized something, a scary thing. Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted, what, six times? Six? She's a sitting member of Congress. You mean they can do nothing to protect a sitting member of Congress? Okay, well, that says everything right there. The courts and law enforcement are incapable of actually maintaining social cohesion at this point. The, we hear all of these stories about uh, the summer of love, the deaths from the, the, the 30 plus people dead from Antifa, and there's zero accountability towards any of it. Sounds to me like maybe it's not civil war in the sense that people uh, expect, as we often say, like two sides fighting. It's just a collapse of social cohesion. The, the FBI, the DOJ are working with big tech to benefit the Democrats. They're not going after the people protesting in front of the justices' homes. They are going after pro-life activists. Social cohesion is shattered completely. The courts are unable to do anything. 
the crimes are getting worse. I wonder if they ever were able to do anything and if it was always just like the the visage of strength and force, like the, the fear of threat of, of the cops. There's so there's a lot of like 30 cops and like 700,000 people. They'll have like weird, you know, ratios like that, like one cop to 700 humans. No, one cop can't stop nine guys, like not realistically. Maybe that, that, that maybe that's it. Maybe they've never been able to do it, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, look, it's it's pretty scary. And I think that you actually bringing it up is smart in the sense of people understanding that there is a threat on the other side of this kind of like fictitious wall that everybody wants to cross to try and scare, whether it's you or somebody else. And I think you, you can see it in California, right? So I'm in Huntington Beach, which is Orange County. Up in Los Angeles, there was this huge kind of rash of all these grabbing, you know, smash and grabs into the jewelry yeah. stores where they yeah. just, they come in, they grab everything. And there were certain situations where people would fight back. Well, then they start to move into Orange County. Now, Orange County is notorious for being very different politically than Los Angeles, oh, yeah. a little bit looser on the concealed carry laws. Well, what happens when they come in, they hit Huntington Beach, they go into a jeweler, which is right down the street from us. Guy is car- the guy has a concealed carry, pulls his gun out, shoots three of them. There was four different cars because they do these in these big groups. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I never heard of again after that? A smash and grab in Orange County. Yeah, very true. But you hear about them in Beverly Hills, you hear about them on Bel Air, everything like that. Oh, yeah. They're still happening all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're happening yeah. up in L.A. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just kind of an everyday thing now. Yeah, um, you, you, you know, people now actually they have tourists that go to L.A. and they they're just sitting waiting to see if they can videotape a smash and grab <laughs> oh, yeah. instead of going to. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You'll get <laughs> yeah. lucky one day. There's enough. That Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot more eloquently than I could ever can, saying if you uh, are, are prepared for violence, the likelihood of violence coming your way is uh, reduced. Uh, essentially saying if you learn self-defense, you, you will learn how you absolutely don't need it in many instances. You know, a lot of the stuff out in the streets is is a lot of the times when it comes to confrontation and fights, a lot of it is ego. A lot of it is just people not knowing when to walk away. But when someone comes into your house, I mean, that's another level. That's mm-hmm. another thing to to really kind of take seriously. Uh, you know, people should always have the right to, to defend themselves, but also know exactly what they're doing. They should receive training um, and they should take the situation very seriously because, you know, as, as time goes on, I think it's only fair to say that, especially in, in major city areas, people are going to become more poor. A lot of them are going to become more desperate. And a lot of the major cities are going to become a lot more lawless. And the only person you could really d- depend on yourself for defending yourself is you. Yeah. No one else. The, the cri- people that want to hurt, kill violently don't care about the, um, the, the, the Constitution. They're going to get a weapon and do it. You can't stop that. The Constitution protects people from legally defending themselves, the Second Amendment particularly, like the threat of retaliation is what has protected the United States for a hundred thousand years. Um, But like the reason why people aren't dropping drones, I mean, there has been attacks on, you could argue, on the United States, 9-11 being an instance of someone attacking the United States. Uh, But it's the fact that we're all armed and ready to just snap back with nuclear weapons, with you name it, orbital strikes. People do not mess with that because they don't want to get obliterated. And it's the same with menial criminals on the street. If they know you're packing, they're not going to touch you. They're going to look for someone that's been legally muted and not able to have a weapon or something like that, or someone that's elderly or vulnerable. You know, it's disgusting, but that's reality. This is what I can't understand about California, right? I mean, if you're, if you're one of these ultra wealthy celebrities with stalkers living in the hills, what what do they just got to hire like 50 armed guards around their house all the time like why why wouldn't you want to be armed i don't i never understood that personally maybe the rich people are allowed to be armed is that it a lot of them a lot of them are a lot of them just have massive walls which uh you know are big beautiful 30 foot walls yeah (laughs) big true big big beautiful beautiful as they call for open borders i do like big walls 
I've come to really appreciate a large walled compound or yeah. walls and fences and gates around your house. I like you'd it. love South Africa, man. Everybody's walled in. Oh, it's walls, it's fences, Jeez. it's everything. Is that because it's like post-colonialism well, or crime something? Crime is pretty serious Constant. there, right? Yes, crime in South Africa is rather serious business. And can you have guns? Yes, and uh, you can get guns relatively easily. Oh. But uh, yes. Legally protected, people can be armed in South Africa? Um, I don't know for sure. Probably not, but everyone has private security anyway, so. Yeah, isn't it like there's like private police, basically, because they're so yes. big, the companies are so big? Yeah, yes. is, what is that like? Basically, pr everyone has private security because the police force doesn't really work. Or in some cases, the police force works, but they won't come out. Or they're like, oh, it's too dangerous. Or it'll be like, oh, we'll be there, but they'll be there in 40 minutes. And by that time, you know, things have already elapsed. It's not really, it's been your better interest to have weapons and have firearms and be ready to protect yourself at all costs because, uh, you know, the SA police force is not going to be Yeah, there. they did the same thing in Detroit, I believe. I believe there's a full report of individuals really? just hiring private, uh, private security, security. Yeah. that was armed and them doing a lot better job than police officers that, of course, are giving oh, yeah. people tickets and generating revenue for the state mm -hmm. or shutting down small businesses for daring to defy lockdowns. What? Um, how do you guys handle restaurant security? And you don't have to be specific if it's all under the, you know, behind closed doors conversation, but what do you guys do? Yeah, no, that's actually a great question um, because restaurants are targeted pretty heavily, especially given the, the the cash nature of restaurants. And then, of course, you know, the fact that um, there's so many people that actually go into the restaurants. And the reason why I say that's a risk now is because they actually they're, they're targeting places where there are a lot of people with handbags and jewelry, et cetera. And then they're just mm -hmm. robbing everybody in the restaurant. So, uh, yeah, you know, cameras look, you know, chefs with a ton of knives and most of them have psychological disorders. That's I wouldn't want to cross that line, but <laughs> You know what I think is kind of happening is there's a distributed denial of service in terms of crime ha occurring. Crimes, we see these videos of people shoveling stuff into bags at, at Walgreens or Target or whatever. Uh, rampant violent crime in New York skyrocketing everywhere. It's so much crime happening at once yeah. that not a single one can actually be solved. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if crime is at a certain level, the police are able to prosecute and arrest and stop some of it. But once it goes slightly above that level, you got... 10 phone calls and they're all saying, I got to deal with this problem. And the cops are like, yeah, we can't. I mean, first of all, if the cop was going to arrest that guy, 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 they'd have to go and testify to each of those instances in court several times. Not, not always. Sometimes it's, a, it's like open and shut case, but not, but it's just impossible. Like you, you were mentioning 30,000, 40,000 cops in New York city to 13 million people in the Metro, yeah, 2.5 million in Manhattan. It's impossible to deal with. And then and then if you throw in even the slightest sophistication to the crime itself, well now you're dealing with a whole nother level. We had a we had a, a team member who was a scammer, we didn't know it, total con artist, and they're just ripping us off for thousands and thousands of dollars. I believed the story and wasn't gonna prosecute it first, and then when we got uh the police involved, they were like, Oh, this is a they've done it before, look at their background, this and that. I said, let's go after them then. We want we gotta stop this dead in the tracks, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, Oh, well, we're not gonna do anything about right. it. Right. Like, well, you know how much manpower that takes and the case that we have to make mm -hmm. and keep, as you said, yep. go back, go back. So even if it's, you know, the slightest bit of sophistication where it requires more than 30 minutes or there's not a literal smoking gun, you're right. Bye -bye. And, and it's not just like minor crimes. It's not just home invasions. It's also murders. It's also uh, people, men forcing themselves on women. It's also uh, assaults in the adult nature. There's, there's horrible crimes that go unpunished. Because the cops are like, well, we just can't do anything. Or some cops just don't feel any initiative or, or have no reason to actually stop or try to prevent or trying, trying to get any justice at all. There's no reason was, for them. I, to. I was talking to a lawyer about the swattings and about Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
And I said, what is the process for dealing with federal crimes? They said, of course, you contact the U.S. attorney in the area where, you know, the crime is being committed or whatever. And I said, so we've got 14 or 15 swattings at this point. Bomb squad shut up twice. Studio's been evacuated. How do they have nothing? And not only that, but we actually have a ton of evidence. We, we have a ton of circumstantial evidence, statements made by potential suspects and, you know, other stuff. I, I don't want to reveal too much because I don't want to give it, I don't want anyone to realize exactly what we have. And they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they look at it and they're like, wow, that's, that is, that is compelling. Uh, FBI is underfunded, understaffed and uninterested. And I'm like, okay, but they can go after, they can go to Roger Stone's house at three in the morning or whatever, or they can, they, yeah, they, they can do this kind of stuff where yeah. they, they, they arrest, uh, uh, some, they, they raid the home of some lady and. Was it FBI who raided the home of some lady in Alaska because they thought she was at January 6th or something? Yep. Yeah, they can do stuff like that. They can go after 12, 12 agents, can go after a pole rope at a garage. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. But we can't be like, here's a stack of evidence from a private security company. We think mm-hmm. we know who's doing it. And they're like, yeah, sorry. In times of like uh, of go- a golden age where we were in like a time of insane prosperity from 1970 to, ni- to now, you know, in the United States, where you could call the police and they'd come to your house and be like, what's wrong? Can I help you? Like... Uh, if society starts to break down in any fashion, defer to the Constitution. You have the First Amendment and the Second Amendment to back you up. You have the right to defend yourself and your property in this country. I want to jump to this next story, but but real quick, I just want to say, um, uh, as of 8 p.m., news broke that Kirstie Alley has passed away. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, a tweet on uh, Kirstie Alley's uh, uh, page says, sad to inform that our fierce loving mother has passed away after a battle with cancer. So rest in peace. Someone, someone super chatted and I was kind of like, what? I, you know, cause I have to just joke. And then I pulled it up. Yeah. So rest in peace. Sad to hear. Yeah. I was going to say that I loved look who's talking as a movie, but it's like, you know what, Christy, God bless you. My man, woman, love you, your family, <laughs> everybody out there, the alleys, whatever your last names are. Love you guys. Sorry to hear, but beautiful human. Well, life is short. You got to cherish every moment you have and you got to protect it too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let's jump, jump to this story from TimCast.com. Drag show protester questioned by police after intentional vandalism cuts power to 40,000 North Carolina residents. Police have yet to name a suspect or announce a potential motive. So the first story is shootings at power substation cause North Carolina outages. Holy crap. I mean, that's, that's really what they're saying. Two power substations in North Carolina were damaged by gunfire and was being investigated as a criminal act, causing damage that could take days to repair and leaving tens of thousands of people without electricity. A protester who was protesting the drag events posted on Facebook, the power is out in Moore County and I know why. Emily Grace Rainey wrote on Facebook on her Facebook page. According to the Daily Beast, around the same time, she posted a photo of the Sunrise Theater, the venue holding the sold out drag shows in the caption, God will not be mocked. So police apparently uh, met with this woman. She said that she's sorry for wasting their time. And what she meant to say was that God works in mysterious ways. The implication was more so that the power went out because the Lord was angry, not that they had any information that right wingers were attacking a power substation, which sounds really stupid as it is. A bunch of conservatives being like, I know how to turn off the power at a single location, shut down the entire grid. Makes no sense. But what does matter is that many of these uh, many leftist individuals are outright asserting it is true. Or at the very least, they're pushing the idea without merit. The police have even said it's not the case. They're posting on Twitter. The escalation is, is, is happening. I'm not saying all this, uh, as I mentioned earlier in my, my other show, to be a black pill. I'm just saying this is happening. And I often point out, when we were seeing these stories four years ago, where the left would accuse a right winger of doing something, I'm like, you realize it doesn't matter if it's true. They believe it anyway. 
Even when you can prove it, Covington kids, Russiagate, hands up, don't shoot. They don't care. So what happens in a situation like this, where not only now do we have escalation, not only now do we have, you know, Elon Musk saying he's, he's, he's afraid he's going to die. You have the far left outright saying right wingers are shooting up substations and acts of terror. One thing I try to do is to when I it, when if and when I come into contact with people that believe stuff like that, I try to have the same amount of amazement when they find out they're wrong to to go to kind of empathize with their amazement as they're realizing, oh, it wasn't targeted. And then I'm like, OK, I, I get it now and I feel what you're feeling as opposed to be like, you idiot. Of course, it wasn't targeted. Just be there with them while they realize that they were not seeing the truth at the time. That's what that's one, you know. But they're jumping to conclusions. It's not a, a truth. It's automatically everything is is right wing. It's 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 them. It's the political opponents. That that kind of deranged lunacy is is dangerous. It, it's not you know an individual who's critically thinking or assessing information. That's actually you know the responsible adult thing to do here is wait until we have evidence. Now we're trying to weaponize everything. It could be a lunatic. It could be a crazy person. It could not even be politically motivated. It could be just some guy or some kid being like. Like, hey, look at what I could do. You know, just some deranged individual. Who it, knows who I got, it is? I got to be honest. It sounds more likely to be climate change activists and, and Antifa than a right winger who was upset with one drag event. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got people like Greta Thunberg. How dare you? You know, it's like they, they want to shut the power off. Yeah, they want to get rid of oil. They want to get rid of energy. They want to literally create human calamity style events that would devastate humanity, kill millions of people all because they don't like oil. Well, let me throw out a hypothetical. What if in protest to all these drag events, the right wing actually started to throw paint on classic paintings that were worth millions of dollars? <laughs> How would that be covered? Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's happy about that, to be honest. Like, you know, they're getting mocked by everybody, the people doing that over uh-huh. the climate change stuff. The, the guy who's funding a ton of it is a massive, well-known Hollywood producer. He's put like three to four million dollars into the organization that is actually doing this there's Mm. it's pretty funny and i bring that up because of the hypocrisy of somebody who celebrates art as this big hollywood producer he he, he learned how to weaponize autism and mental illness (laughs) very effectively (laughs) and these these children you know clearly show us that there is a mental health crisis clearly believe they have been so scared that the world is ending because we have politicians like aoc that go on the bully pulpit and like the world's going to end in eight years again not even quantifying real data, not even going after anything legitimate, but just making things up out of thin air just to radicalize, just to scare people. And then we have these effects of, of it, which would bring on more pain and suffering to humanity than we could even imagine, which is crazy. But uh, it, it's interesting to see who finances a lot of this stuff. It's interesting to see the result of this. It's interesting to see the news coverage of this because, uh, you know, they've been trying to push through a lot of these lockdowns, a lot of these restrictions. They're going to be testing some of them out in the United Kingdom for many years now. They couldn't they couldn't never do it. But then, you know, COVID happened. And now COVID is surely looking like it's going away. So they need something else to, of course, bring on wa- the trauma based mind control. I want you guys to imagine something. John Brown's raid on the Harper's Ferry Armory. He made one critical error. He let a train leave. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When John Brown and his crew raided the army, they basically took it. They had it. Information could not travel. But a train was passing through and they knew it was going on, but he let them go. The train, I think, made its way to Baltimore. I could be wrong about the details, but it basically got out informed the authorities who then quickly mustered their forces and then headed to the Harper's Harper's Ferry to stop this. Basically, John Brown was trying to cause like a slave uprising or something that effect. And I'm just thinking about this. Today's day and age, information is instant. Something happens, the tweet goes out. But I'm just thinking about what it must have been like to sit, be on that train knowing you were the only person carrying the message of this attack and that if you don't make it, in five hours' time, or however long it took, two or three hours, to the city to inform law enforcement, they would take this city, they would have it, and that would be the end of it. It's a crazy, it's a crazy concept. Is this a metaphor for Twitter Files 2.0? No, it's just, <laughs> it's just understand how vastly different things have become and how that's yeah. having an impact on politics. Yeah, it used to be that the, you would try and prevent the truth from getting out. Governments would spend time subverting and putting people in prison and things like that. Now it's impossible. It, the truth, now the idea is to put out so much fake information that the truth blends in and you can't tell what's what. And, and this, this isn't just limited to politics, right? Because I'm obviously going to bring a culinary angle to this. But let me just – it comes to food too. So many headlines people read about food are wrong, and then it affects their dining choices for 10 to 20 years. I've actually gone to the extreme of saying that because of the government headlines about eating seafood being a bad thing because of all this hypothetical mercury and PCBs, which actually nobody's ever died of mercury poisoning, we eat less seafood. Instead, we eat more meat and chicken, which is high in omega-6 fatty acids, which is the seed oil issue which is your inflammation, and therefore people are dying at a younger age because of that. It happens in food. It happens in every single industry. And the people who perpetuate these lies, it's the mainstream media. Because, yes, you're always going to have people on the right or the left who are going to go out there and tweet, obviously, outrageous headlines. But when it gets picked up by the media and then basically adds credibility to it, and then they go on with that lie, well, that's when this social cohesion, the fabric starts to rip at the seams, and then we all believe the lie, or many of us do. So you're saying I should just eat nothing but raw salmon? You should eat as much seafood as you can. Really? Six of the eight leading causes of death in the United States can be alleviated through the healthy consumption of omega-3 fatty acids, mm. mainly found in seafood. Is there I'm, any you know, problem to overdoing scallops? Scallops? Well, you might be a little bit higher in cholesterol, but then just cut back on something else. See, there's a reason I love oysters, and there's so much propaganda against them. Oysters, <laughs> oysters are vegan. What? How is that? Oysters oh, no. Are Stop it. You're going to ruin them for me. Are they yeah. not animals? No. Well, think about it. They actually have a negative effect on the environment because they're filter feeders. So they clean the environment. So they have a negative effect, right? Mm -hmm. In a good way. And then there's there's no vertebrae. They're not sentient in any capacity. They're basically vegetables. Don't insult them this, this way. Stop it. You're, which is why it's they're delicious. delicious. We should they're be basically eating, vegetables. eating more oysters. The poor oysters Can't right now are screaming out for real uh, through recognition. The, through filter feeding, yeah. But, I mean, you can clean entire estuaries just with oysters alone. If you took 100 oysters and put it in a big fish tank full of dirty water and then yeah. watch over the next day or so, that water will be clean. And all of the dirt, you think, well, then it must be going into the protein in the food that I eat. No, it doesn't. It actually goes into the shell, which is then calcified. Yes. And then you can use that shell ground up as fertilizer or nutrients in soil when you do some sort of organic farming. It's cl completely closed loop. There's so many solutions to the problems, they say, that are out there that nobody wants to consider. There's, there's a lot of conflicting 
interesting data when it comes to high cholesterol. We should talk about that in, in just a little bit. But but if we could just stay on topic here just a little bit, you made Sorry. a very you, no 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 <laughs> no no no. You made a very good point saying you know people hear one thing and people jump to conclusions without actually doing the the work to you know towards understanding something fully, especially when it comes to diet. I think that's one of the most misunderstood things when it comes to our mainline society, especially with the obesity crisis that we're all dealing with right now and how people are getting absolutely wrecked and destroyed because of the disinformation and because of the poison that's out there. I also think there's a lot of, you know, just like we should be careful about what we put into our bodies, we should be careful about what we put into our minds. And I think a lot of these people have been so traumatized by the echo chambers, by the, by the um, what's the circles called? Uh, not family-friendly circles yeah. oh, of, of thought that, that happen on social media, that they've been so radicalized that automatically something bad happens, they're going to point to their political opposition as their main reasonable force behind everything ill and wrong in this world. Just like the Club Q shooting. Again, that story went away very quickly. Why isn't anyone talking about it anymore when there was a certain agenda behind it? Now that the agenda has been questioned somewhat, automatically the story's just dropped by the corporate media when they were talking about this thing like it was the end of the world. Come on. There's, there's a lot of things to, to really consider here and especially question. Let me let me, let me, let me bring these stories together because we, we have a story here. This is from TimCast.com. Police raid Virginia restaurant that defied COVID orders. Owner says state officials tried to strip him and his guests of their constitutional rights. The long story short, in Fredericksburg, there is Gourmet, Gourmelts, I'm sorry, Gourmelts is the name of the place, right? And it's a business that refused to shut down during the, the lockdowns and the masks and all that stuff. So they are trying to take away the liquor license. They say police officers entered a Fredericksburg, Virginia restaurant and executed a warrant to confiscate alcohol and records pertaining to the sale of alcohol after the state's Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority, ABC, revoked the restaurant's liquor licenses following the owner's refusal to follow mandates issued during the COVID pandemic. The restaurant's owner, Matt Strickland, had his alcohol license suspended for 90 days in September after they ruled he willfully and knowingly ignored mandates. So I'm, I wake up and I watch this video where these cops are going in and they're and they're they're basically shutting him down serving this warrant. I think he got like a 90-day uh, suspension. And uh, my first edit, I got two things to say on this and then we'll expand because you've certainly, you know, been dealing with this stuff. One, you should watch this video and you should share the video and if you live in Fredericksburg, you should tell everybody you know these cops are not welcome in your business. If they want to destroy a man's life because of unconstitutional edict they don't deserve a hot dog from your store. They don't deserve a new sweater. They don't deserve a cheeseburger. The, it is, is nonviolent civil disobedience that solved this problem. Let these officers know you are shunned. Look, Antifa likes to say this stuff, but they don't run businesses. They don't have jobs. Some of them do. I get it. But the cops aren't worried about that. I'll tell you what they are worried about. When the, the, you have the back of the blue people, the MAGA people, the last line of people actually defending the police, and then the cops want to pull something like this, simply say, officer, Thank you for your service. Now get out of my store. I will not serve you. And then see how long. Then, then you're the cops being like, look, I'm not shutting this business down. I'll, I'll never be able to show my face in this town again. It used to be that way. People yeah. used to fear that. No, nah, if, I, if I do that, Mayor, they'll never show my face. Nope, now they don't care. So this guy films them. Good. The second thing I'm going to say is, Luke, on Saturday, do you want to go down to Fredericksburg? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's support this business. And let's support the people who are doing the good things and 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 when they're punished unjustly we should try to do everything we can to help out during those situations yeah i imagine what what we what can we do peaceful organizing just to to, to highlight this stuff 
And I think highlighting it's the first thing. And I think, you know, maybe I'll go down and take a tour of Fredericksburg, see what's, see what's going on. Maybe, uh, you know, we can reach out to this guy, Matt, see what's up and ask him about what happened and then uh, get the full details and then maybe keep shining a light on this stuff. The, you guys should see the video. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it as we're talking right now. So you understand what's happening. Um, I mean, oh, you, could you, see the shame. you could see the shame on some of these cops faces. Hey, this is down over there. You're not here to discuss whether or not they're unconstitutional. You're just here to do your job, right? Uh -huh. And you're going to enforce that regardless, right? Yeah. So you're part of the problem, man. I want you to know that. You're part of the problem. 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 Everybody in here, every one of you, man. What's going on in this country right now? The reason that we're in the situation we're in as the United States of America, you're part of the problem, sir. So you can't complain about what the president's doing. You can't complain about the state that the country's in right now. You can't, you can't complain about how screwed up it is. You're part of the problem, sir. You're just doing your job. So many people were just doing their job for Hitler back in Germany. You as well, sir. That goes, that goes for you as well. That goes for you as well. That goes for all of you. That goes for all of you, man. There's no excuse. There's zero excuse. Just doing my job, that's not an excuse anymore, man. That's not an excuse. And you know what? You know why these cops don't care? Because they know literally nothing will happen. They, or I should say, they think. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe the simple, the simple reality is just say, first of all, I want to be careful here. I want to make sure I stress this point. The Covington Kins, a video comes out. They accuse these kids of wrongdoing. We don't know for sure. So we have the general story here. This has been an ongoing thing. And the general idea, they shut this guy down over refusing to abide by the unconstitutional mandates. Now, the cops, years later, when the mandates aren't in place anymore, are coming after him and causing damage to his life. I want to make sure we're careful because I'll say this. Make sure you look into this. Don't be a knee-jerk reactionary like the left was of the Covenant kids. But assuming all the reporting we have is true, then you should simply say to these officers, uh, you're not welcome in my place of business. I don't want you coming around my family. I don't want you in my church. You are evil people. It's the banality of evil. But uh, uh, Chef Gruel, I mean, you defied, or I should say you spoke out against. So and what are your thoughts seeing this story? Well, I, you know, and I think that's, thank you for kind of clarifying, um, because you're right, you, you don't know the backstory here. But just looking at that video in and of itself, I can only imagine that it's nothing too serious. Because number one, if this guy was doing anything that was criminal, he'd be arrested immediately. If he was doing something that was a violative of any health standards, he would be shut down immediately, gas would be cut from his stores, there would be messaging out there. So assuming that this is the, the limitations on this, you know, two years previous, I mean, that's just absurd. And the absurdity in general of a lot of these mandates, as I've talked about for the past two years and have been punished for doing so it people understand it now right so you kind of have this reverse process where now the government which is typically behind the times they are so far behind the times that you have all people of both parties looking at the absurdity of what went down during covid in many cases not all cases that making the case that this just shouldn't be happening is a much easier case to make um but yet it's still happening i cannot i mean two years later that is absolutely nuts and 
you had mentioned about 10 minutes ago, you said, you know, it was COVID and now it's the next thing. I don't think it's the next thing. I think we're in act number 417 on COVID. And I think the drama <laughs> or the tragedy is going to continue forward and they're going to keep writing sequels to it with COVID being kind of the, the main hero here. Well, they're going to try to milk this cow as much as they yeah. can. Uh, but we have to understand with this particular case, looking into it, there was a long series of court cases. Okay. And there was a ruling that came down, which now allowed the government to come in and seize their records and to seize their liquor license. So this is what happened here. And we have to understand the lunacy that people had to go through within the last few years, how absolutely insane, how absolutely evil it was in California. There was businesses that that were padlocked. There was restaurants that were shut down. There There was businesses that had electricity cut by the city because they dared to defy their arbitrary lockdown orders. Meanwhile, Walmart was allowed to be open. Costco was allowed to be open. All these big box stores with connections to mm-hmm. politicians, they were able to, to, to run their businesses. Police officers came on grandma's door, knocked it down because she dared to keep her business open even when she had an online business. The stories that happen here in the United States should terrify people because it highlights the story of, or, of order followers doing what they're told, committing human rights violations against the people of this country. And I, 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 real, real quick, sorry, just, uh, uh, Matt Strickland, I see an individual became a, a member of the channel right now, and it looks, it may be the Matt Strickland who's in this story. So uh, Matt, if you are listening, I just followed you on Twitter. Shoot me a DM if you want to say anything right now about the subject matter, and we'd love to meet up maybe this weekend, talk about what's going on, but uh, you were saying. Nice, I love that. Um, and that's, that's, the beauty of communication right there, if that's the mm-hmm. case. I was going to say that, you know, some of these some of these stories truly underscore the indifference that government has for people. You say human the human rights issues. I mean, so if you look in California, they shut down outdoor dining in the December of 2020. OK, yeah. 75 wow. degrees and sunny in Southern California. They shut door shut down outdoor dining. Yeah. And then this was concurrent with the state of California saying, oh, and by the way, you can't get any unemployment funds until January February because we've misappropriated $80 billion in unemployment funds. So you shut down outdoor dining. This is the truth of what happened. All these people got fired. Like 80% of the restaurant industry in SoCal got fired. Oh, and by the way, it's going into the holidays and Christmas and you have no money because the unemployment funds aren't available. You had people just left on the streets, which is why we started the fund to raise money. Mm -hmm. We were driving around the night before Christmas handing out $500 checks and giving people their rent money because we had to raise the funds as individuals because the government wasn't going to do anything to help these people. Meanwhile, what happened? What was the result of these policies? The rich became richer than they ever have before. It was the it was a policy that committed the largest transfer of wealth from some of the poorest, some of the most people, some of the few people left in the middle class to the richest billionaires that, of course, were able to keep their online businesses open. They were able to do things that violated health and cold protocols, but but that didn't matter. It was essentially a deliberate action. I believe a lot of this was actually done on purpose to shut people down to to make sure that they will won't have any wealth uh, with their family. Yeah, members. it seems like it's like trying trying to get back at someone you don't like because they made you angry. But the reality, in reality, uh, law enforcement is there's an ethical quality to it. Like if jaywalking is illegal, fine. If you're out in the middle of the street because there's a little baby laying there and you get you're jaywalking to to get that baby off the road, you're not going to get arrested. You may have jaywalked. They're not going to fine you for that one because you did the right thing in violation of the law. Sometimes. People see the forest through the trees, and just because there's a top-down creed doesn't mean that you have to fall in line. 
uh, sort of go after people that stayed open during what they want to call a pandemic in a time that how many people like how much death did keeping that restaurant create op- open create? Let's find that out, because if so, if they if they if they murdered people with keep staying open, put them in prison. But if they didn't, what the hell is going on? Sweden has uh, uh, there's a there's a tweet I, I put, uh, put out a while ago. Someone posted the data. Sweden's all-cause mortality or whatever it's called is like lower mm-hmm. than most of Europe, and they had no lockdowns or they had very, very limited restrictions. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're looking at all this data. You can make an argument for Sweden's weather. They're, they're, they're further north, smaller mm-hmm. population, maybe more spread out. But on the surface, you look at the data, and we don't see any strong... I mean, look at Florida. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Florida didn't lock down. Well, Donald Trump was telling Sweden to lock down, was saying Sweden was going to have a mass casualty event. This was the, the, the president of the United States saying this, and he was absolutely wrong on, on a lot of these things. As his administration started, the two weeks to slow the spread nonsense, which, which again, was absolutely ridiculous as the government, their only plan was to give you a $2,000 check, which they couldn't even <laughs> give you out in a correct way. They couldn't even get that right. Uh, but, but, but what did that, what did that do that, that only indebted this country that only made people more reliant on government and it gave them not even a bandaid. It gave them, uh, it was like someone was on fire and the government spat on you. That's, yep. that's exactly what I could kind of quantify to the government giving you a $2,000 check. And some of the people were really happy. They were like, yeah, this is, it, it wasn't that money is going no. to have to be accounted for, paid for in some kind of way. Right. What we saw with these lockdowns, what, with these restrictions was essentially the elites playing with everyone saying let's see how far we could push this let's see how we could how much we could torture them let's see how much we could get away with them when it comes to stealing everything from them including their own businesses and seeing that was was cruel and it was evil i want you guys to remember when they published videos of a restaurant in i think it was leesburg going outside and grabbing cicadas off the wall bringing them inside cooking them and serving them to people this was very illegal. It was a food truck? No, no, it was, it was a brick and mortar place. And then they got told, uh, they got shut down, like you can't sell these cicada tacos anymore because you can't just take bugs off the street and then cook them and feed them to people. Yep. That's what they had people doing. Remember all of these news stories? Eat oh, yeah. the bugs, eat the bugs. Yeah. yeah, that was actually celebrated as being very uh, avant-garde. <laughs> did, you, did you cook any bugs? No, we don't. We, well, first of all, I think that the idea of cooking cicadas is disgusting. They're a derivative. <laughs> and, you're a and, chef. And they're, they're also a derivative of shrimp. So if you have a shellfish allergy and you're out there cooking right. cicadas to try and be cute, you're, you're going to die if you eat a cicada taco, yeah. number one. Number two, we don't know where these cicadas have been. And if you look at their life cycle, actually, they're full of toxins. But that's okay. Go ahead and eat the cicadas. Oh, let me just say also this this clear statement shutting down outdoor dining in southern california killed people yeah so because when because of the fact that people weren't going out and sitting in an outdoor area to go out to eat with their friends and family everybody needs to go out they need that social time what they did was they had private house parties in small enclosed areas instead elderly people etc and they got covid and they died eating outside in 75 degree weather we knew scientifically because we all saw the headlines that the protests outdoors were totally safe right Right, right. remember that totally safe but we shut down outdoor dining people died as a result of that i do not understand the outdoor dining shutdown well why why did they do it they said that well the answer was they said that the image that it gives to people out celebrating and dining outdoors is that it's okay to be outside 
during COVID. So you see how this is all about the image, the picture, the symbolism. And I will give credit to the Orange County uh, Sheriff's Department and all the police force in Orange County. We did remain open outdoors um, and we did, we continued to serve outside. Um, We got a ton of support. Our sales were tripled and the police force said, you're good to go. We're not going to enforce any of these rules. So there are local jurisdictions where there are there are officers there standing up and saying, look, we're not going to stand behind these absurd regulations or mandates. Um, and, uh, you know, those are the places you got to seek out and celebrate. It, it was arbitrary. Real, real, it was it was made up. Real quick, Matt just hit me up and he said that he guarantees 1,000% the only reason they came after him was because he did not follow the COVID mandates and, you know, he, he'd like to come join us and talk about it more. That'd be fantastic. And, uh, Thanks for hitting me up, brother. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sick of seeing this stuff. I'm sick of seeing all of these stories where, you know, we want to come out and be like the defund the police. Like, well, not Luke anyway, but the defund the police stuff goes too far. There, there's, there's a role for police. The, the average person who's not an anarchist or, or hardcore libertarian probably likes the police. But we cannot tolerate the worst excesses of it. Now, I know Luke's solution is typically like, no, it's all bad. Just the police are ineffective. They have no incentive to actually provide you a service. They have no incentive at all. And, and majority of crimes go unsolved, especially when it comes to, 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 to rapes, especially when it comes to homicides, especially when it comes to very serious situations. A lot of the times you're left on your own. So why not just officially be on your own and be prepared to defend yourself? The incentive really for a police officer is to protect its community, his, his or her community, because if your neighbors are getting so attacked. Is, is this what these guys are doing? Um, do you feel protected when, so. when, when you're pulled over by a police officer on a motorcycle that's writing you a ticket for not wear, wearing a seatbelt? Do, <laughs> yes, do, yes, do you feel protected? Yes, yeah, I do. If, I, if I don't have a seatbelt if I'm speeding and I get pulled over, I thank the cop because I'm, I'm endangering the community. No, it's not, I, it looks right. Sorry, man. No, dude. It, I mean, the seatbelt They're thing, on a motorcycle. That's the point. I've had, it, I had, I had a cop one time. I had my cell phone up to it. my ear that's and he pulled one. me over one. for having my cell phone up. Thank you, officer. I was like, oh, come on. I pointed. I was like, come on. And he went, get over. like, like, I'm going to throw you in jail if you do not. It's not for your right safety. Now. It's for, it's for them to generate revenue. But for speeding, the state. Wait, wait. people speeding are, are just out there to kill. I don't think people should. Well, be speeding. well, hold on. Hold on. Someone's speeding like, I don't know, 20, 15, 20 miles over. I understand. But looks at a good point. Let's break that down. Like you can't you have to wear a seatbelt in your car. But the cop on a motorcycle is literally just sitting on this thing going 60 miles an hour. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it is silly. It's not for your safety. It, well, I think it is. They'll pull you over. They'll be like, yo, put your seatbelt on because if someone hits you, you're going to get killed. And better, I don't want to clean up a bloody body Yeah, but there's right better now. ways okay, of well, incentivizing wait, wait. those kind of policies. But he's on a motorcycle, right? Yes. He has to weave through traffic. No, but like... He has to speed up, go faster than you are on a motorcycle. Yeah. And, and In uh, LA, what, what, it's what, to get through cars. But what, isn't it like one in like 20, 20 to 25% of people will, will suffer some kind of accident on a motorcycle? Oh, dude, like that? my dad ran himself over with a motorcycle one time. You see, like, here's He flipped over the front and then it went over him. People should be allowed to motorcycle. I, I, I got a motorcycle. They're, they're great fun. Mm-hmm. But there is something that's inherently silly about a motorcycle cop giving a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. Like, you are safer without the seatbelt in the car than they are just on the motorcycle following yeah. all the regulations. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is what a lot of the lockdowns were, were all about. It's all about protecting. It wasn't about protecting anyone. It, it was literally Dr. Fauci and other health officials who weren't healthy. A lot of them were obese. A lot of them were disgusting. Yeah. A lot of them were just absolutely unhealthy beasts sitting there eating their donuts telling you, hey, 
you know, we'll give you free donuts if, if you if you do this, but you got to also jump through our hoops that we're going to literally make up. The, the, the documents came out from uh, the Fauci emails. And a lot of these rules, they're like, hey, where, where did you think of these these six feet? Where did you think of these plexiglass? Where, where, where's the science and logic behind it? And they were like, oh, there's none. There's absolutely none of that. It's me just making things up as I go along. And the latest scientific data is highlighting how a lot of these protocols, a lot of these things actually made the situation that much worse. And more right. people got sick as a result of it. Right. Totally. Let me let me tell you guys a story. I told this before. We, we, I was in uh, Frederick. Frederick, whatever you pronounce it, Maryland. And uh, this was during lockdown. It was during mask mandates and all that stuff. And I went to get sushi. And uh, uh, I was with my girlfriend. We walked into the sushi restaurant. We were standing probably about five or 10 feet from a, from a two-person table. And we walked in. And I was like, two? And then they looked at me and said, you need to wear a mask. And then I looked around at everyone, everyone, aside from the staff, no masks. Yeah. And I was like, um, excuse me, like nobody's wearing masks. I'm like, well, they're eating. And I was like, oh, yes, I, I'd like to eat as well. And they said, no, but put a mask on. And I said, well, how, are, you, are you serious? Like, yeah. but they're not wearing masks right now. Like, I'll, I'll just sit down. Is that OK? And they're like, no, put the mask on. Yeah. And then I said, you want me to wear a mask for 10 seconds? Are you serious? And they all go, everyone yes. turns and goes, yes. And I was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with their brains? Dude. There was 50 people sitting around with no masks on. You mm. know what I thought? You know, I was in Frederick recently. I'm walking around. I got a coffee. And I thought, I made a mistake that day. You know what I should have done? I should have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I should have taken the mask and just gone like this. And just pulled it and held it right in front of my face, floating about an inch away. And then just, you know, just, just okay, I'll sit down. And, you want me to sit down? I'll sit down and go, okay. I should have or just... Or grab a napkin or something at that point. Just cover your mouth with just your... Just put, put your hand over your face. What the heck? I mean, oh, the napkin in your... Yeah, it's going to do the same thing. Your hand in a napkin is going to do the same thing that a cloth mask would do. I, th I thought about that when I was there, and I said, you know, when you go to West Virginia, they, they did. The statewide had mask mandates for stuff, but, like, nobody was really following it. It was yeah. kind of funny. And so I just avoided any place in West Virginia that actually had a sign asking for masks. I was like, this is stupid. What did, what did your restaurants do, if you don't mind me asking? And did you guys have to comply with the plexiglass that went up in price very uh, significantly during this whole uh, sh shenanigan nonsense uh, oh, theater that we had to go through? I've got a warehouse full of plexiglass right now. Wow. I mean, it's like I, there, plexiglass was in such demand. I ended up having to meet some guy behind a 7-Eleven at 2.30 wow. in the morning. <laughs> bought it out of the back of a Cadillac. I is mean, it true? was like, no, I'm kidding. But plexiglass was, it was so hard to get. It was virtually impossible and we we left it up to the consumer and we had people leave because they were like they're not wearing masks but we just let right. people decide what they wanted to do but I, now that we're talking about masks let me throw a couple facts out there three million masks are discarded worldwide every single minute masks are made of polypropylene all of those masks all of them end up in the ocean yes. guess what polypropylene breaks down into microplastics yes. so in california okay i have to now they are mandating masks again in los angeles yeah. so i have wait, to wear wait, a mask wait, recently yeah yeah, yeah. wow they, yeah they reinstated the mask so they're mandating masks insane. indoors all right that mask is going to end up in the ocean it's going to be microplastic and end up in our entire food system and it's going to kill sea life now yeah. Alternatively, I, if I ask for a straw and a straw is given to me, both me and the person oh, who gave it to me that. get a fine. Yeah. If it happens twice, it's criminalized and you can go to jail for it. Wow. So you can't get the straw because you got to save sea life, but you have to wear the mask to kill sea life. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. California. I, yes. I have, maybe this is a hot take, but I think that COVID particularly is spreading and has been spreading through the food supply, not through the air. Or maybe it, is spread, it has been spreading through the air as it's well. It's Ian's but ice the cream theory. No, <laughs> it's beyond that. Now, from the Daily pizza. Mail, as of December 3rd, broccoli and raspberries could give you COVID. Health experts <laughs> warn after learning no, the virus wait, can wait. live on popular foods for as long as a Look, week. I, I think that's I think that's a, a little bit of a fear mongering. COVID was detected myself. on peppers, but, but, ham, bread crust, and cheese for several days. But, but uh, hold, on, on. hold on, just pull up the story. Ian's not wrong. Broccoli and could, raspberries could, could give you COVID. This is on the, top of ice cream. One, which is it's also the Daily Mail. By Two, the title is suggestive, saying it could, not that it would. It's been found. It's detected COVID on peppers, ham, bread crust, and cheese. Uh, I mean, absolutely, the writing is on the wall. Uh, from from Newsweek, COVID nineteen has now been found in ice cream. Uh, this is from you thought you got January of twenty one. I think that it lives in on food, but but they don't want to cause panic. But, but the thing is that that could be scientifically true. But we know that COVID is a respiratory, so you have to breathe it in. If it lives on the food, it's an active culture. But if you swallow it, then it's killed in your body. I think it lives on pineapple pizza. I mean, you could smell the food. <laughs> really? You so might. you're saying no one should ever order a pineapple pizza? Exactly. If you smell because food that, that has it on it, well, it could go very, into your very important. Well, that way. well, if I could ask you, you just talked a little bit about the regulations in, in California. I couldn't imagine. I, I think it would be my worst nightmare in my life to open up a business Dude. in California. What, what was it like operating business there? What are some of the more insane regulations that you have to go through that the people don't know about? And well, keep in mind, too, and it's different in different parts of California because everybody's like, why are you still living there? Well, number one, because somebody's got to be fighting on, in enemy territory. And number two, there are certain areas where there's reason and there's logic and rationale, um, Orange County being one of them. Uh, Los Angeles is incredibly difficult when it comes to opening a business. But I'll tell this one story, right? So as I had mentioned, I started as a food truck in 2011 and then grew the enterprise. I had no money to start the first brick and mortar. I bought this old bagel shop. It was a hole in the wall, but it was a turnkey situation. The landlord was going to take a chance on me. And I think we ended up raising like $70,000 to open this. And I had no money after that, not even a penny. Right when we're about to open, we do the kind of final walkthrough with health. And they go, where's your grease interceptor, the underground one, right? And I said, oh, it's well, we're grandfathered in because I bought the lease. It's an above ground one. They said, yeah, but that kind of grandfather piece is going to go away in a couple years. So just put the underground one and I'm like look I can't that's twenty twenty five thousand dollars they're like yeah we don't care you got to do it so I'm about to open so I have to take out a high interest loan that I paid off like 14 years later at you know 39 percent interest compounded every minute Oof, wow. but the point is twenty five thousand dollars the day before my business is supposed to open when there wasn't even a specific regulation it was more just well it's going to have to happen even though we were told everything was going to be okay we're that story kind of represents California were they business. expecting a bribe? Because it, it, it seems like a lot of mafioso like people run a lot of these regulations and they kind of expect some money underneath the table just to not implement whatever made up nonsense they want to implement. That's more Jersey style. Jersey yep. is, is, is and, I, and I'm from Jersey, so um, I know that. Uh, in California, it's just ineptitude. In California, it's yeah, the definitely. it's you're feeding the bureaucracy and the bureaucracy feeds the bureaucracy. It's kind of like a right. um, you know a beast that eats itself. Do you just love it there? Is that why you're still there? Um, it is a beautiful place. Place. Um, my it wife is. was b was b born and raised there, and my kids love it. So you know, I uh, 
Where, where are you? Not you're in a not Long Beach near Long Beach. Uh, Huntington Beach. It's such an amazing area. I mean, it's gorgeous. It, it is Manhattan Beach, Long Beach, Venice, up and down the boardwalk. You can ride your bike. I highly recommend everybody get a chance to visit at some point in their life. It's yeah. so amazing. The but, beach. But, why, soon. but why do you hate pineapple pizza? <laughs> uh, it's too wet. So it drizzles on the pizza. I would do like a pineapple salsa with jalapenos to finish Ooh. the pizza, but a roast, but roasted and sweet and sticky pineapple releases way too much moisture, and then it, it kills the dough if it sits there too long. What if the pineapple's diced up super fine? Well, in the in the form of like a salsa that hasn't been cooked because then it won't release all that moisture. What about totally. dehydrated pineapple? Too much work? No, I actually, I like that. This could be the compromise <laughs> that people have been asking for. The, I, you know, it's funny. I did. I said I would never eat pineapple pizza, um, and I forget what I what it was about. And then Newsmax reached out to me and said, well, you said you wouldn't if X happened, so we want to do a live shot of you eating pineapple pizza on TV. <laughs> so, we, so we actually did it. That was the one and, well, the second time and last time I'll eat pineapple pizza. And do, you, do you use uh, seed oils? Uh, I, I try not to, although seed oils are hidden in a lot of different yes. different places. They're everywhere. That's where I go back to the omega-6s. So seed oils are bad because you have this 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 imbalance of omega-6 fatty acids that leads to inflammation and hypertension and a lot of other issues. Mm. So if you actually eat more seafood, you can theoretically balance out that, that inflammation and have a couple seed oils. Interesting. Sorry. Like, no, what, what, what about all the gluten stuff, right? You know, a lot of people don't want to eat it. I, I've actually... You know, so I cut out sugar. It's about a year. Uh, it's been like a year now. It's crazy. I can't believe how long it's been. Yeah. And I lost a lot of weight, but uh, I cut out rice too. And I've been adding. Uh, so I went like way down to like no carbs. Then I then I sort of tried things. Like, I remember uh, like Michaela Peterson and Jordan Peterson were talking about eating nothing but meat. And they said, well, at the very least, it's an elimination diet. You get rid of everything and then slowly try things and see which one bothers you. And ultimately, what, it, what I, ultimately what I found is. It's not so much eating sugar, too much obviously messes me up, but on the days that I'll eat bread, the next day I feel foggy and groggy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all affects, 90% of your neurotransmitters are in your intestines, right? So mm -hmm. obviously what we eat is related to our brains. That's why people with irritable bowel syndrome take ear, uh, antidepressants because it's, they're they're one oh, and the same. Man. Yeah, and this is why a lot of uh, the gut irrigal uh, a lot of the gut problems are correlated with a lot of people taking yep. SSRIs and, and antidepressants yep. as well. And and there there's been something happening within our food industry that is absolutely incredibly worrisome, especially when it comes to chronic diseases that are becoming more and more common. Obesity rate uh, obesity rates have gone up thirty percent in the last twenty years. Meanwhile, meanwhile, our calorie intake didn't really change that much. Mm -hmm. So people have to start asking themselves what what in the world's really going on here what, what do you make of all this what do you think from being inside the industry is responsible for a lot of this yeah it, it is it's what the food is made up of it's obviously the food deserts too you look in a lot of these inner cities they have no access to whole foods real foods so they're eating empty calories um, so even if you look at it on a kind of a calorie by calorie basis there's there's superfoods and there's effective calories and then there's just kind of empty calories that then ultimately affect the mind um, which is what probably what you were feeling the next day and that's a common that's a common feeling I think that people come down on on this notion this gluten-free movement as being just this kind of california hippie left-wing thing i think there is a genuine um issue in our food system that's leading people to have more sensitivity to gluten is what it is i mean i could be conspiratorial and i could pin it to certain vaccines or i could just say it's the you know preponderance of, of hidden chemicals in our food specifically glyphosate 
I'm sure you guys have oh, yeah, talked talks about, about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, all they, the time. They use it's, it as a desiccant on wheat. If your wheat's not organic, uh, what they'll do is they'll spray it on there throughout the course of the wheat's life to prevent, I think it's a fungicide or is it a is it an herbicide? It's an herbicide. It's an herbicide. Roundup. Yeah, to make sure yeah. that it's you Bill don't Gates get weeds. It's favorite uh, pesticide. But then they go in right before they're about to harvest it and to dry out the wheat, they hit it with Roundup again as a desiccant. And then they harvest it really quick. That's disgusting. And, and now Bill Gates is making super glyphosate, as of course the glyphosate and and the the bacteria resistance is starting to build up against it and not being as effective. So now they're doing a stronger version of glyphosate. And this is the latest corn video that Bill Gates kind of rolled out there recently with him sucking down on the corn cob, uh, and 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 with Oof. children, you know, dancing and uh, and singing behind. You know, you seats. know what they originally used glyphosate for? It started in the Reagan administration. And they actually were using it. They would spray Colombian cocaine um, yeah. uh, farms with the glyphosate to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it would, sadly, it would leach into the water system, would leap, leach into the surrounding communities, which were like smaller communities or indigenous communities. And then they saw 10, 15 years later, a lot of those people started developing different cancers and all these health ailments. Wow. But it was used by the U.S. government to stop. It was part of the drug war. Yeah. Now it's in all of our food. Yeah. Thank I'd rather have the cocaine in our food. Uh, yeah, might as well. I, I, Come on, Coke. There was who, who uh, was it? Was it Elon Musk retweeted that? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he, bring yeah. back Coke to yeah, Coke buy Coke to put the cocaine back in it. <laughs> There's another another chemical. I don't, I don't want to talk right now. There's I, a whole bunch nothing. of garbage that they put in uh, in our food, and everybody yeah. eats it. That's another thing too. We we have these glass bottles. We used to we have, we have a bunch of those plastic water bottles. I see you're drinking over there, but we also have uh, we started buying a bunch of glass bottles to get away from the plastic ones because of the phthalates, the the PCBs, mm-hmm. or the P, the P, the PV, PFAs or whatever. PFAs, there, yeah. There's just like it, it's crazy. I kind of feel like we look back on history and we're like, did you know they used to drink mercury to to deal with syphilis or whatever? In 50 to 100 years, they're going to be like, could you imagine they were actually using plastic for their food? How messed up is that? It's such a good point. You are entirely correct. We will. So much of what we're doing right now, we're going to look back on and be like, isn't that crazy? Which is funny because during COVID, everything was just agreed upon as pure fact. You can't question it. Trust the science. Okay, so let's talk. I just want to bring up one more point, especially when it comes to microplastics that are now being found in people's lungs and blood. Um, This is something that, of course, is also uh, a huge... Uh, disruptor of your hormone system and this is why a lot of people think that sperm levels and testosterone levels have gone down so so much dramatically within the last few years is there i mean there's no way of stopping it china just keeps getting all the plastic dumping it into the ocean uh the united states just essentially just started doing the same thing um the masks again lots of plastic just being thrown out there people breathing it in sucking sucking all the plastic down there is there a way of, of even avoiding this plastic? I mean, we try to do, uh, you know, glass bottles, but at the same time, everything else is in plastic. All the food is wrapped in plastic. All the cookware is is laced with plastic. All the things are nonstick plastic. Is there is there a way of avoiding any of this craziness? Because I'm just I'm just looking at everything that's happening. I'm like, I, I mean, there's there's no way of stopping it, dude. I mean, I use bamboo to cook with my food, etc. And you can use like a skillet. You know, you can. There's things you can do that are like. Well, yeah, less. I have a cast iron skillet as yeah, well. Exactly. But then you know, the food comes packaged in plastic. Right. That's true. It's like, no, I totally like, understand. Totally understand. Yeah. You know, am I being too paranoid here, or do you like what? What are you seeing from your observations? You know, I don't know um, in terms of where it's coming from in that 
particular scenario, right? So if we have all these microplastics that are in our lungs, how, uh, that's we're breathing that in. So mm-hmm. is that does that come from food? Does it come from cooking? Uh, does it come from heat? I just I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly it's an issue, um, but it's you know it's one of those issues that's used as a hammer in certain circumstances and ignored in other circumstances. I get this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way, Luke. Um, we used to have to go to farms. Uh, I believe it was what, like a hundred years ago, the average family owned a cow or something like that. Like cows were very common. A family would have the family cow. When you wanted meat, there wasn't plastic, but you had to go to a farm, you had to go to a butcher. You can still do those things. It's just that there's a convenient location with plastic wrapped food for you. And so we just choose to go there. But look, man, we're lucky. Out here, maybe even like five miles away, there's a farm, a farm stand, it's a little building. And when you, when you go in there and get the meat, it's, it's in like wax paper. It's mm, in like, yeah. you know, deli-wrapped wax paper. And then they hand it to you, it's frozen, and you bring it home, and you, you peel a sticker, it's paper, open it up, fre- farm fresh meat right there on the spot. No, no plastics, well, grass-fed, good stuff. A lot of the papers have plastic in them. A lot of the receipts have plastic in them. Yeah. My, my dream now is to have a cow. Sorry, Ian, you had something else you wanted to <laughs> bring up. I'm wearing plastic glasses on my face. It's pretty gross. Probably <laughs> leaching into my head as I'm speaking. I've been thinking that a little esoterically, like if the earth is an organism and they say like it'll... If it doesn't like the life on it, it'll kill it all with like a flood. Like it'll flood itself and wipe out all the life that's been poisoning its surface or it'll bring an asteroid, a meteoroid or something. I think also what the Earth would do, this is obviously kind of somewhat silly to think of the Earth as a living organism, but let's just say it is, that it would wipe out humanity by making it sterile. And we're kind of doing that to ourselves with plastics and hormones and chemicals, herbicides in our water supply. It's, It's decreasing the fertility rates. And so it, it's it's another way to wipe out a species is through infertility. I'd never thought of that before. We don't need a flood or an asteroid this time. Mm-hmm. We just got to be really careful about what we consume. But I mean, good question, Luke. I think maybe the future is graphene, getting away from these weird oil-based carbons and trying to make something a little more stable, like diamond packaging. Well, what if graphene leach? is worse than all the other plastics and leaches even more well, you and then find, goes into our bloodstream? You got to find ways for it not to leach. That's key. Like, I don't know if you had like like malleable diamond plastic. Like if it was like diamond, pure carbon, and it was like crumpleable diamond, if that would not leach. I mean, I think you could find ways to not leach. Could we be proactive though and actually make the packaging out of testosterone? <laughs> oh, something edible <laughs> or like I mean, vitamin you know, C. We're, we're, we're thinking on the <laughs> no. defense here. We gotta be. We gotta no, be. There, the there, there's a there's a store uh, not far away from here that the they print their receipts on like vitamin C receipts, and there's no plastics. Oh, wow. So vitamin C. Uh, yeah, it's vitamin C. Uh, mom's it. mom's supermarket. They do that? Yeah. They, the the receipts are not made out of plastic. They're like, hey, we have yeah. vitamin C uh, um, receipts here. You can eat it. Um, I asked them if I could. They're like, no, but uh, you know, the plastic, especially from the receipts, does leach. Yeah. Does have? Yeah. They're like, uh, yes, eat your there. purchase record, uh, and we'll see if we let you out of the uh, store. But every time I'm there, I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool that you guys are doing this, um, and are it's the, pretty awesome. Aren't the receipts like particularly bad, or they have cancer causing chemicals in them? Is that the reason why? Well, they're, they're uh, made out of plastic that leaches. Right. But Dude, yeah. I got to see some documents on this vitamin C receipt because this is sounding yeah, cool. Yeah, I've never heard of that. You got to show up to mom's uh, supermarket in there. I'm they're reading about them right now. Isn't it like a huge chain, mom's? I think so. They're pretty great, though. Yeah. I like going there. I got farm fresh cream for my coffee. 
real so, grass-fed stuff expires real quick like it's supposed to. So, so just to ask you, because you were in the food industry, did you notice the, the level of food kind of going down throughout the, throughout the last few years? Like, do, do you see the quality being an issue? Or, you know, what's the kind of inside baseball when it comes to procuring a lot of food for your restaurants? Yeah, well, the trajectory has already been on a downward spiral just in general in terms of quality of food. And it follows the quality of anything, everything, right? Um, but the uh, over the since the pandemic, yeah, it's gotten really bad because number one, the supply chain issues. Number two, our relationship with China. And I think people don't realize how much we rely on other countries for our food. So our food system is not just incredibly vulnerable and it's not domestic, but it's also, I mean, it's questionable when you're getting food from um, another place that you don't know how they're harvesting, raising, rearing the husbandry behind their food. So yeah, the answer is, of course, take the extra time. That's a great point that Tim makes is that you, if you take the extra time, you actually can go find that butcher, you know, that, that fishmonger, whoever it is, to actually try and understand where your food is coming from. I know it sounds like a cliche. Uh, from a wholesale perspective, it's much easier for me as a restaurateur because I can kind of cut out a couple kinks in that chain of custody. But Consumers can do that too. And this is the point I've been making since inflation has gotten so bad. It's incumbent upon consumers to create a relationship with a restaurateur, not just this isn't kind of self, uh, self-fulfilling self here, because then you can piggyback on their orders and their products. I love oh, yeah. it when yeah. customers come to me and say, hey, can you throw five extra pounds on the order of broccoli that you're getting? And then I buy more, which gives me better economies of scale. My customer gets raw products at a much lower uh, you know, value, which puts more money in their pockets that they hypothetically could spend at my restaurant or another community restaurant. I mean, that's the notion of comparative advantage. And, you know, what that's doing is actually cutting out the Walmarts of the world. It's cutting out a lot of these other businesses. I think someone should develop an app to facilitate customers piggybacking off of restaurateurs purchases. I completely agree. Well, there's also a lot of monopolies that I think uh, cause a lot of problems in the industry. I think it's estimated that there's only 10 companies that produce 90% of the food in the United States. And when you have so many few... Uh, big multinational industries controlling a lot of this. Uh, you know, many times profit is incentivized over, of course, offering a product that's actually good or healthy or actually going to be helping people in the long term because a lot of the times it's not incentivized to do so. And I think also behind the scenes, there's a bigger agenda to try to poison people with the release of glyphosate, with the release of seed oils, making them a lot cheaper with government subsidies, knowing that the end result will be more unhealthy people, which will be dependent on government and therefore government is doing this according to my own personal opinion isn't uh, like the overwhelming majority of food from cisco from uh, all these restaurants yes yeah, cisco u.s foods um you know they're two of the biggest players out there actually their their merger was broken down by an antitrust lawsuit which is surprising um but then it would have been just one behemoth mm-hmm. um running all the food but how does that work what does cisco do are they a distributor or they're, they're like they're a wholesaler and a distributor. So what they're going to do is they're going to aggregate all the products and then they're going to distribute it to all the restaurants, venues, you name it. Um, so it's just massive purchasing power. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it is huge. And and it's, it's for me, um, you know, when it comes to trying to grow a business and scale good, I consider what we were doing from a sustainability perspective a good business. And using the little guys, because we mandated that as part of our franchise system, it was virtually economically impossible to do so and to avoid the Cisco's and the U.S. foods of the world. 
And ultimately, my franchisees ended up using those guys, and I couldn't stop them from using it because you can't force them to lose money. Right. And then the big guys win. They always do. What's this new lawsuit? You said if your franchisee does something elite, like I didn't get the full story, it's, but what is it's, it? Uh, it's called the joint employer. It's called the joint employer rule, and it was actually set forth during the Obama administration. It was overturned during the Trump administration, and then it was put back in place um, under the new Biden administration. And what it basically um, conjects is that if you are a franchisor. Let's say I sell a franchise to you. You're all the way out here. You're running the franchise and you're mistreating your employees. I've just licensed you my brand. I don't run your business. You run your business. I have absolutely nothing to do with it. Let's say you short pay one of your employees. Your employee sues you. They sue me too. I'm in the lawsuit, even though I have nothing to do with it. It pierces that corporate veil between the franchisee and the franchisor, giving responsibility to the bigger guy. Hmm. That doesn't sound like a functional system. Yeah. And originally it was set forth by McDonald's. It was a McDonald's lawsuit because they said that McDonald's was trying to stop the unions from working with local franchisees. And then there was a lot of issues and lawsuits. They went after the, whoever the had the biggest bank. Oh, account. okay. So a certain level of corporations. Well, anyway, that's an interesting conversation. Do you, yeah. how did you guys navigate? Like, cause you said uh, 2011 is when you opened your first food cart. And so yeah, 11 years cart. later, you've got 60, 60 restaurants. Uh, so it was, t- yeah, uh, 10 years later, we had 40, couple different concepts. How did you create such explosive growth? Was it my, my, my hopefully what you're going to say is good ingredients, but tell me about like, what did you prioritize to get there? Well, actually it was pretty simple formula. So what we said is my, the whole entire mission was to get people to eat more seafood, but more the right types of seafood. So we were sourcing 100% um, percent sustainably caught, raised, farmed seafood. And then all of our ingredients, we were the first four-star green certified restaurant. We were actually kind of at the forefront of green. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm like that, 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 um, um, you know, kind of weird hippie space, but we, sent that, we, we, we stuck with our message. We were true to it. We weren't greenwashing. 90% of the businesses now that use all that language, mm-hmm. they're not true to it. We we're yeah. true to it. And sustainability tastes better. Right, and that's what people need to realize is that it higher quality when it comes to food and sustainability, it does actually taste better. And then that was it. I mean, it's a real simple formula. Just I'll serve say, good food. I'll say one thing, you know, Papa John's better ingredients. The company did Papa John dirty, but actually look at their ingredients, and it's it's true. And I, you know, I love this. I, I looked at the, the the ingredients for like Pizza Hut. Their mm-hmm. crust has Splenda in it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Yeah, why? And then you look at Domino's, and Domino's isn't as bad. But they've got you know, like you'll see like words you can't pronounce. <laughs> but then you look at like Papa John's and it's like whole wheat water yeast, you know, the sauce, tomatoes, sugar, you know, the cheese, part skim milk, whatever. It's like, wow, really is like very, very basic stuff. We got these protein bars, the epic, uh, epic protein bars. It's just meat. Yeah, you got them because the ingredients, it's like beef, garlic, paprika. And then the only thing in it that's weird is like the lactic acid thing. But I'm like, I know what that is. So it doesn't freak me out. And it's like. It's pretty good stuff, man. You're about Let's, uh, look, We got to go to Super Chats. Oh, okay. Sorry Let's to cut roll. you off. No, no, sorry. Uh, we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show for you tonight. You don't want to miss it. Let's read some of these messages. Daybob says, please get Gormelt's owner that was raided Friday. 
Uh, he actually sent me a message. Uh, we, we read it on the show. He sent me another message. So I'll be in touch and uh, that'll be really great. All right. Max Reddick says, Tim, I hear a lot of people on the left saying the DHS colluding with big tech started under the Trump administration as a gotcha. Thoughts? I'm pretty sure it did, didn't it? Yeah. He yeah. passed the law that allowed the DHS to do a lot of this stuff. To, to form the directive. Yep. And then it came back to haunt him. Yeah. Yeah, what a funny thing for Republicans to keep doing these things. Yeah, and, and, and you know, also the gain-of-function work that Donald Trump approved yeah. that was banned under Obama. Yeah, that, that really did have an effect here. <laughs> All right. Uplift Actual says Trump's post was taken out of context. He was saying, if the establishment can do the things they do, they will terminate rules, regulations, and amendments, including the ones in the Constitution. We didn't go over this story today. This is where Trump said something about... Well, we'll, 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 we can talk about this one for the members only because yeah. we, you know, we what was the quote exactly they're referencing Donald Trump? It's a long quote. I wouldn't be able to just read okay. it off the top of my head, but it was something the effect of, you know, the rules being changed or something. All right. Amisong says cosmic Garth seems more like a bard to me. Yeah, sometimes I feel like that myself. Thank you. That's cosmic a, also a, a charismatic sorcerer that uses a musical instrument to empower their spells uh, bard hmm. or even to cast them. Culture Abduction says, I have a friend who lives in the area where the substation is in North Carolina, and he's chilling because he has chickens. He's actually, he's, he's chilling because he has chickens. He's actually bragging about it. Uh, well, you know, chickens are legit. They, they can handle the cold weather. They do their own thing. They make more of themselves. That's the crazy thing. You get some chickens, you put them out there, food and water, they make more of themselves. And then you eat the extras. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And you eat their butt bounty. Mm, wonderful butt bunny. Just clean the poop off. Yeah, I, rinse I, it off. You know what I really love? I especially love chicken dishes that have chicken and egg, like pod thai, because there's something mm. just like very like apex predator about that. Yeah, right. We're eating your egg and you with the same <laughs> thing. It's kind of crazy. Huh? Max Reddick says, Tim, I turned 30 on the 22nd of this month. What's the likelihood as a member that I could come on the show to make my birthday wish come true or name a price? Probably not likely at all, dude. Sorry to say it. Happy especially, birthday. Happy birthday, though. Especially with all the security stuff going on. we It's just getting crazy out here, man. Hey, I'm 32. Shouts out, dude. Mr. Brightside, is it, Mr. Brightside says, is yay punk rock for offending everyone? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if, I mean, if he actually believes this stuff, then it's not really punk rock. If he's just trying to shock the system, then okay. But um, didn't Sid, Sid Vicious, he wore a swastika all the time or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, but it was different than it was trying to... They, I mean, that's where the, the whole God Save the Queen thing, and they were saying, you know, to hell with that, basically. Hmm. Paige Young says, did Ye just get suspended on Twitter? No, he was suspended last week. There you go. For posting a picture. I don't know. I thought he was going to get suspended for saying that he was going to let Milo and Nick use his Twitter account. I don't know if there's ever confirmed that he did that, but that's a uh, ban evasion if he did that. Hmm. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, we needed your 4 p.m. video. The truth is the truth. Yes, I'm optimistic we're moving in the right direction, but it's still going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, basically at 4 p.m. I talked about similar things. You know, Elon saying he's fearing for his life, talked about what happened here. And, you know, the general idea was around like, I don't know, 2.30, I was on a phone call with a lawyer. And I'm asking him, like, what is the legal remedy to all of these things? And they were like, nothing. There isn't one. You know, and it's like they give you the runaround. They say, look, well, here's what we can do for you. I'm like, you can't do anything. You literally can do nothing. Mm -hmm. There's no civil action. There's no criminal action. The government has become completely impotent, or they've always been, as, as Ian pointed out earlier. They've maybe, always been. Maybe they've never actually been able to deal it's, with crime. It really is the threat of force that keeps us safe, not and, the actual. Ideally, but, there is none. No force being implicated. And, and what I think is when Antifa ran amok, smashing stuff, burning things down, and murdering people, the veil shattered. And now all of a sudden, criminals are just like, nothing matters. 
it's a lot of times why regimes will do huge crackdowns if there's even an inkling of, of an uprising because you do it hard and fast and then they stop is the idea because you can't handle a big widespread uprising. Nobody can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nervous Sip says, for the love of everything, McDonald's burgers are not pre-made. It takes them 30 seconds to assemble. Wrong. I'm not saying they get them out of a freezer box with the thing. I'm saying when you walk into McDonald's, there is a rack with heat lamps and the burgers are sitting in it already. What they'll do is they'll make us, there are certain burgers that sell very quickly, like Big Macs. They'll make it, usually sells within a minute or two. The point is, if Donald Trump were to go into McDonald's and say, I would like one Big Mac, make it the biggest, the biggest Mac, then someone's going to take, oh, I'll make his Big Mac for him and spit on it. But if he walks in and under the heat lamp is a burger that had been made before he walked in, then he gets a burger made to standard. That's how it goes. Kalkai says the earth cannot be determined to be flat because you are too small. A sufficiently relativistic small object on a large sphere observes degenerate geometry. The sphere turns into a flat object. Thank you for that enlightening information as to why the world is not flat. Appreciate it. Was it because we would fly off? Is that what he said? I didn't no, 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 it. because you um, offended Ian smart, with that small. comment. Yeah. Sergeant Buck says I run a catering company in Washington. Lockdown rules were borked. Weddings could be up to 200 people six feet apart. But if food was available, the cap was 50. Local chains were, were cleared to do delivery, but I was told to close up shop. Maybe when you look at these things, you realize it clearly wasn't about COVID. It was about limiting human expansion and consumption. And then the New York Times wrote an article saying the earth is healing. Then they started talking about climate lockdowns to oh, save yeah. the planet. Yeah. And uh, well, the rest is history. Yeah, what it? happened in hospitals and funerals was absolutely inhumane. The way people were pushed away from their family members when they were leaving this earth. When, when people were trying to hug each other during a funeral, there's people screaming at them. That was evil. Absolutely evil what we saw and went through. David Todd says, Tim, if you read tweet 21 and 22 together, I believe Matt Taibbi's no government involvement portion is specifically about Twitter using the hacked materials policy to censor. Essentially, the government never confirmed it was hacked for Twitter to use that policy. I see what you're saying. However, if the DHS and FBI reached out to Twitter and said specifically, hey, hacked materials are coming with Hunter Biden involvement, and then they started censoring that, that, that is direct and overt government involvement, and that information was available. SFC Retired says it's called a home invasion, bro. Yes, uh, that's correct. It's a home invasion. So uh, my home was invaded this morning. I was not there. Um, you know, keep them guessing. They, 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 they're posting an address claiming it's my house. It's not my house. They're posting a picture that, heavens, it's not. The, it's not even the same address they're posting, so these people yeah. are stupid. But, uh, you know, I, I, I worry for the people who, who come to these places. We have armed security. Please do not show up here under any circumstances without authorization. That's, yeah. just, that's just plain and simple, man. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Very bad. Jen Desai says Miranda Devine at New York Post reported FBI was monitoring Giuliani's emails in regards to the laptop, which led them to monitor her emails. She has the most extensive reporting on the laptop from hell. Uh, We've read read a a lot about it, man. Yeah. What do we have here? Cal is back saying those who conduct violence in the name of someone else's free speech should be the definition of hate speech. There's nothing forcing you to listen to an individual. Extra punishment for criminals. Well, there you go. No criminals. All right, where are we at? TD says the FBI spied on Giuliani's cloud. Shop owner gave laptop to G. Elon don't want to be Seth Riched. I'm from Frederick. Hope y'all hit up Spook Hill. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. And it's Epstein. Sorry, that's it, it, Elon didn't want to be Epstein. Although uh, there is a possibility. 
Uh, you know, the Seth Rich verb may work. They said it was a robbery gone wrong or something to that effect. Yeah. And, um, you know, completely unrelated to Seth Rich. Just, you know, just so you know. Hmm. One way they could get rid of someone is to do a staged robbery. You know, and then they can just be like, yeah, it was a robbery, robberies happen. You know? yeah. Completely unrelated to Seth Rich. Anyway, and I, I, I mean it literally. I'm just saying, you know, just, you know, or Epstein. <laughs> or there's, Epstein. there's many ways to do it. There is. There's many ways for people to, or a heart attack gun, as yeah. we've mentioned. Yeah, it's been around for but, a long uh, time. But, you know, unrelated. Or just making me hate reality enough that I do it to myself. <laughs> oh, well, you see, what's, we, you know, we, we have geez. that other story. You, see, you hear about what's going on in Canada? Some, some Paralympian called the government being like, I need a stair lift. And they're like, mm, we can kill you. They offered oh, her medical assistance in dying instead of just getting her the wheelchair lift for her stairs. Yeah, amazing. We've hit a new level. Yeah. Yeah. Those it's, that want to be here are the ones that will be in, here. In Germany, they have a similar policy, but you need to have a, uh, you need to be vaccinated in order to be euthanized. Wait, what? Yes. Uh, yep. No. Yes, I saw yes. that. It's too dangerous yep. otherwise. Yep. I tweeted it today. It was an, it was an article from 2021. Yep. In Germany. Step if you want to be portal. euthanized, you have to be vaccinated first. I think there are people whose brains stopped working or maybe never worked at all. They say that the death would be so much worse if you weren't vaccinated. Huh? There's a lot of jokes I can make Yo, here here's that the would crazy get us thing. in trouble that I'm not going to say here. <laughs> in Canada, they, they, they send you a device. Yeah. They send you a medical assistance yeah. in dying device. Yeah, it's wild. And then you like, I guess, get at your house and let them know it's happening. And then you kill yourself and they come collect the body or something. Hey, it's North America. We like that DIY, you know. That's crazy, man. Alahad says, Tim, please give this 20 to Ian. He's the best part of IRL. Makes listening to such heavy topics easier. No <laughs> Ian, we peeing. Remember, rolling yeah. a 20 in a vacuum is no joy. It's all about friendship. It's about people seeing you roll that 20. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's true. If you're sitting in your room and you rolled a 20 side and got a 20, you'd look around and if a 20 sided <laughs> no die is rolled in an empty game shop, was the 20 rolled at all? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> No, that's actually a really good point about humanity in general. Everything we do. Jeremy Boring was talking about this when he was on the show. Everything we do is for the human experience. Mm. So without humans, what's the point of anything we do? Mm. So what you do is for humans. Someone needs to tell Bill Gates that immediately. <laughs> Bill, we need to listen to this now. Mitt FOMO, too, says eat more seafood. I love that. That's I love awesome. Whenever I get a steak, they do the scalps on the side. You can get the I've been, accompaniments. I've been so concerned with mercury that i have avoided bottom feeding seafood lobster mm -hmm. shellfish i mean all shellfish bottom feeders essentially i would say sardines no. are some of the no, most no. healthiest uh, things you could have but what what do you think is the most healthiest seafood you could have uh sardines and oysters okay but, but if you're thinking of mercury just look at the trophic scale think of the high the high predators because they eat down the trophic scale so anything small medium-sized fish no traceable levels of mercury a anything on the higher end yes they're going to have more traceable levels of mercury but who's eating swordfish every single night yeah. What's oh, that called? Well, tuna. Tuna also is pretty big and it's pretty okay. massive. Uh, People wild, don't understand wild, how huge wild tuna Pacific is. albacore tuna, um, they reproduce at six months and they have no traceable levels of mercury. Nice. They're beautiful, locally caught U.S. US yeah. um, wild fish. See, I just love sardines and oysters. Yeah. But uh, well, It's called bioamplification when an animal eats yeah. another animal and gets Bio, all its toxins. Bioaccumulation. There's uh, scams where you try to order fresh salmon. And you'll say you want like wild, you want wild salmon, right? From, you know, Alaskan or yeah. whatever. And what they do is they have like brand labels, wild brand or something like that. And you're actually getting farmed salmon that's named wild salmon, not really wild <laughs> salmon. Yeah. Dude, well, that's crazy. I know. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So I, 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 I could tell you a story about that, but I don't want to upset any sponsors. But I will say this, um, that there is a, something called stock fortification, 
where you actually will start fish in hatcheries and release it into wild. It was yeah. originally established by the government in order to help stocks that were declining. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of fisheries that um, fortify their stocks, release it into the wild, and then legally you can label it as wild. Wow. So it's kind of a controversial subject, but they do, they, uh, I would say upwards of 80% of salmon is mislabeled in the yeah. restaurant industry. You yep. know, have you heard of iron fertilization? Are you familiar with the, te the technology? They, they yeah. pick iron oxide dust and put it in the ocean, and then it causes plankton to bloom because plankton uses huh. the iron oxide. And then they, it's all this fish. The plankton is fish food. Huge regrowths of fish. The fish populations rebloom. If you really want wild salmon, that's If you really want to help the environment, you'd be doing that instead of uh, all the other wacky stuff that they're trying to propose. Yeah. Because when you look at that solution, what you mentioned, it, it, it's the end-all, be-all when it comes to bringing life back to the oceans. The Earth does it to itself. You see yep. the river of blood in Antarctica. It's this iron, just just iron water is just flushing into the ocean because right. it looks like it's preparing to flood itself so it wants yeah. to iron up the water so that we can have plankton and fish yeah but what you brought up is key and important for a lot of people to pick up Big beavis point. mclean says tim you are right in pushing back against police who do not respect the constitution i do have an idea that will help expose corruption with the police departments however i'll have to hire ian as a tech consultant let me know if you're interested that's a very <laughs> very very big ask what's the i don't know what's the data hit me on twitter or on mines. I don't want to get involved in any legal disputes right now. Aaron Brandt says, hope all is okay. Keep on. Everybody is fine after uh, the incident in the morning. Nobody got hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, not even the bad guys. And, you know, I had a bunch of people messaging me or like tweeting at me being like, you shouldn't have missed. And I was like, I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but there is a very serious question about the, the you know, the, the legal issues surrounding it, surrounding it. And I think you just don't mess around. If someone breaks into your house, especially with all the threats we've been getting, n no one here should be assuming that the person breaking in has, has good intentions, you know? Mm -hmm. is there, what's the protocol? A home defense protocol. Is it different in every state, every community? Like, you warn them, you, like, retreat. It is, it is different everywhere. Um, West Virginia has some of the best laws. Uh, I know Texas has good laws. Florida does. New Jersey know. has, like, some of the worst. Yeah. Surprisingly, not the worst. Uh, Maryland is better than New Jersey. In most states, you know, I, I, with New Jersey, what I was told by the cops is that if someone breaks in and you kill them, you will be arrested and charged with their murder. Like, there's no question. Like, mm -hmm. unless you're a special person and, you know, but they were like the uh, uh, Castle Doctrine idea this is, is an affirmative defense. So after you're, you're arrested and charged, you can plead to the court. I was defending myself. Granted, it really depends on the cops, too. Mm -hmm. It's the political climate. I think with a place like New Jersey... A criminal could be breaking into your house. They could be a convicted rapist. And if you killed them, a bunch of activists would show up saying you didn't have to. And then you get arrested. And that's just how it's going to go. That's, that's, yeah. that's how it'll go down. West Virginia, on the other hand, someone breaks into your house. They're just going to be like, who in their right mind would break into a house in West Virginia? Yeah. I don't even want to step on people's property without them knowing I'm there. Oh, yeah. Sure. You just don't. Yeah. I don't. So West Virginia is not the craziest place. You can't just like kill a random person who's on your property. But um, you have a lot more legal protections if they're on your property and threatening you in some way. Right. Whereas in Maryland, if they enter your property, you have no grounds whatsoever to defend yourself in any capacity until you retreat to your home. Right. And then once you're in your home, if they try to break in, then you if just trying to break in. So if they try and jiggle the handle, uh, -uh. If they shoulder the door. Now you're you're entitled to. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a lawyer. This is just what I was reading on the internet, which is probably not true. So I'll just make sure that's clear. So this is a, another thing about the South African situation is there's a duty to retreat laws in South Africa as well. So if the person's in your house, but they're not making any threat on your life directly, you're still unable to stop them or impede them from doing what they're doing. It's uh, it's wild. I have personal family stories about that, but I won't say anything. Rest in peace, Opa. But, it, but isn't, doesn't that just result in everyone yelling, he's coming right for me? And, you know, before they... 
Uh, yeah, but it's it's I, why they hire private security in the first place. I don't I don't know if this is true or not, but I remember reading a story about how like in China, mm-hmm. if you injure someone, you're on the hook for the rest of their lives. So, so like, they'll, they'll just murder the person. So like if someone yes, is driving their car yes. and they hit a person, they'll go, oh crap, go out and just murder them. Yes, for Cause, sure. Cause, yeah. Because you have a, there's a duty you can't go in. if you if someone's injured or dies while they've been injured and you were part of like their safety or like helping them out, it would be like oh you were the person who caused their death because there's well, no, no, no. Press in that. The story is that like you're in, you're driving your car and you hit somebody. Mm. Now their legs are broken. You are on the hook for life for yes. for their financial problems. Even so, even if you even if you were trying to help somebody that's been injured and you right, go right. and you go and try and help them and offer them assistance in any way, oh, okay. you're now tied into it. Right. And because of that, they'll so say, nobody oh, helps and no. then someone. So, like, someone will hit someone with a car and then go, well, better kill him. Yes. There was that horrible video that went viral, like, six months ago of the girl that got run over in China. And and it went for, like, five minutes of just everyone walking by, driving by. Oh, there's compilation videos of that that just happening over and Mm -hmm. over and over again. So that's just, like, horrible things and people just ignoring it. Because Chinese law is if they get involved and they touch the person, which then breaks their ankle a little bit more, they're... Now responsible for what it sounds like. Anything. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I actually watched that video hoping it was fake. No, only to not. find That's out it wasn't. And and I needed a reason, right? Because we do when you're not like that. And mm-hmm. now you just explained that must be why it's, yeah. it's written into the law. Yeah, there's no good. There's no good Samaritan law. If you help wow. out and they die and they're injured anyway, you're on the hook for life. It's crazy. Waffle sense. I says FBI goes after people for justice so that citizens don't. The FBI likes when right wingers are gone after. And they like when right-wingers retaliate, so they do nothing. I'm sure some FBI guys are okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think there's some. But I think at the highest level, they're just, they're, they're never going to do it. You know, they're never going to do their job. Yeah. It's just all nonsense. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, you, you, your blood would curdle if you knew what was going on behind the scenes, what we, what we can and can't talk about. All right. Sean says, I followed the food pyramid diet and cardio for years and couldn't lose weight. I gave high fat diet and one high intensity workout a week a try and lost over a hundred uh, hundred pounds. The experts are killing us. Holy crap, man! Yep. Yeah, wow. yep. Good on you, man. That food true. pyramid is one of the biggest lies ever. It's a, it's an economic it's like, model. It tells it tells you to eat a big old bowl of pasta, like just yeah, a ton of carbs. It's Freaking nuts! It is you an economic what? model. Yeah, That's it's a, an economic model. It was meant to allow yeah. the U.S. to produce more corn and more wheat in order to grow the economy at the time when it was first wow. stated. It has nothing to do with health, and I know that because I have an econ degree. It has nothing to do with food or health yeah. whatsoever. The, the craziest thing is I did this this calculator. It was like a it was like a how much protein should I eat calculator, and mm-hmm. it said that I should be eating four hundred carbs per day, and like sixty three grams of protein. And I was like, that sounds insane. I've been eating I've been eating like forty to fifty carbs. No, not even that much. I think today I probably had about thirty carbs, and I feel like a million bucks. Thirty grams. Yeah, yeah I was I was skating. I posted I posted a clip to Instagram of me just skating. You look good. That was a big improvement from two years ago. I just, just saw, I saw it and I realized I hadn't seen you skate in a while. Uptake. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what do you, how do you get your carbs? Uh, I had lobster biscuit had cane sugar in it. Nice. Not, not too happy about that because it definitely did not need it. Mm-hmm. Lobster biscuit is creamy and delicious. The tomatoes have sugar already. And I looked at the back and I saw how many carbs were in it. And I was like, Phew. yeah, do you guys? Whole foods, man. What are you doing? Do you use alternate? 50, 50 carbs in this thing of lobster biscuit. Do you use different kinds of though. sugars? Like what kind of sugars do you guys use? Yeah, I'll use natural sugars. I mean, I like monk fruit sugar, but normally, as you say, I mean, food, tomatoes, right? Foods have enough sugar in them. And when it comes to seafood, lobster is naturally sweet. Same with scallops. Mm. That's why scallops taste like candy. So Best good. thing ever is angels on horseback, scallops wrapped in bacon. That's oh, why yeah. people love sweet and, you know, kind of salty. smoky and, and salty and meaty. Um, I like buttering my steak. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until Luke did it. And I was like, what are you putting butter on? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I asked the waiter, I was like, am I supposed to? But he's like, yes. And then I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. putting butter on my steak. Well, compound butter is what, like, I try and give these simple ways to make your food that much better. If you actually just take your butter, put it at room temperature, throw in Dijon mustard, sherry vinegar, fresh herbs, garlic, and some shallots, whatever your other favorite ingredients are, put it back in the fridge, throw that compound butter on all your food, throw it in your cereal. Heck, why not? Could could we go to the kitchen after the show yeah, and do the should, uh, and do the after show in the kitchen? <laughs> Seriously, let's uh, let's get one of the cameras and let's record something in the kitchen. Let's cook something. I just, I'll, I'll just pull open the fridge and whatever is there, we'll create a meal out of it. I, I got <laughs> I, I got I got raw milk. I got beef liver. I got a whole bunch. I got I got tallow. I got actual butter. We could we could make something happen. You have beef liver, huh? So yep. do you have do you have steroids? No, uh, uh, yeah. oh, we got to uh, talk about him. We got a bunch of fresh eggs from chicken's butts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ton of with the poop eggs. still on them. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's legit. That's legit. legit. Yeah, the poop is yeah. still there. Uh, but yeah, in response to the the food pyramid, it you know it's it's almost as if the government wants you fat and unhealthy. One, whether or not we'd make why. make cooking tonight, which I'm open to, we should do a collaboration in the future and do some. The after show, cooking. grab the camera, go to the kitchen. Open the fridge. You got spares. Let's go from there. Well, yeah. you're expanding your culture content, and food yeah. is uh, love. Everybody loves food. Unification. But since it's my well, idea, I gotta, get to eat it. We got to see if, <laughs> sure, we could. That'd be great, actually. be very uh, fun. We yeah. can see if there's a camera available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess people who are listening, put one in the chat if you want to see, uh, uh, a, if you're down to like make some food or something. I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't want Why not? <laughs> yeah. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. I we, said I, we. I'll, I'll I have prep. a mouse in my pocket. Whatever you got. <laughs> I have the skillet. I have everything. Right. All right. Uh, Albidam says, Ian, what's so great about useless graphene? Oh, well, how much time you got? <laughs> it's it's 9.54. I can give you about 30 seconds. Did you see his shirt? Um, it's a great uh, shirt. It's 200 times stronger than steel by weight. So it's fantastic just structurally as a building material. It's more conductive than copper. It's deformable like paper. So you can make clothing out of it. You can make wallpaper out of it. Uh, it's pure carbon. You make space elevator tethers out of it. I think that's the idea is we're going to be making our tethers for our space elevators out of graphene. If you build it in the right it's really the pheno structure, this hexagonal honeycomb structure. So you have borophene, it's boron. You don't need just carbon. Mm. So there's there's this compressive force in this lattice that's pretty fantastic. And I think if you layer property, you'll be able to make wiring that can conduct and, and capacitate electricity. Uh, uh, lightning, lightning electricity. Mm. Do you think uh, about a half an hour, 40 minutes is enough time to make something? Yeah. Yeah? All right, all right. So it'll be we'll we'll just film it raw, yeah. Because otherwise we don't, we don't have time to edit, and then we'll just put the whole thing up. We'll see if yeah. someone's available to film, and just we'll go down film, and we'll just do like a raw, behind the scenes food. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah. The yeah, old, yeah. I, I, the only thing I ate today, I had two protein bars and a and a and a bowl of uh, lobster bisque. Right. I just had coffee. I had nothing. I had, yeah, I had coffee, and I'm like sitting there thinking like, man, I probably needs to eat food. I'm not eating. Oh, food. I had an apple. I had an apple. Chicken liver, and beef with peppers. Oh, sounds amazing. And then fruit in the morning. Hey, Andrew, do you like red pepper or green pepper better? Green pepper for like cheesy fatty things just because it's a little bit more vegetal and then red pepper for raw or, you know, salad type yeah. dishes. Or I love those, 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 those peppers that Kara makes. The, the bacon-wrapped cream cheese jalapenos. Stuff. I just like ate like 15 of them when she made them last time. It's a time. great use of pepper, man. Stuff it's it keto, with some cheese you know? and wrap it. Yep. Oh, man. Give it a grill. Mm. Tastes so good. Man, now I'm getting hungry. What's going on? <laughs> All right. My plan has worked. <laughs> Rolling Crest says, I love Gourmelts. I mean, even the name is making me hungry. Yeah, just want to want to go eat there. Yeah. Go to, go, to, go to Fredericksburg, Virginia and eat at Gourmelts. Do it. 
All right. Seth Weathers says, eat steak, lift weights, be uncensorable, screw the government. Seth Weathers. All right. Good advice. That's very good advice. What's uh, I, I forget your website, Seth. Brandon Rap? Is that what it was? Brandon Rapping or something? You want to check that out real quick? Is it Brandon yeah, Rap? Yeah, Seth Weathers. That's the, he's, he's the guy who sells like the different like Christmas wrapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Let's Go Brandon Wrapping paper, right, which is like the right. best thing to get a family member. Yeah. I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a... I was at the casino like this weekend and there was a guy named Brandon and the old guys next to me were like, let's go, Brandon! And then they looked at each other and started <laughs> laughing. And then I just started laughing. Like, yeah, that's all right. Is this the That's a Rap? Nah, I'm trying to find it on the... the let's Go Brandon Wrapping paper? Yeah, on the fly. Ah, freedom Mahil. what is it go for it i'll, I'll let you know. Mahil says ah mercury sweetest of the transition metals mm. <laughs> that's right that's right david todd says when i was a teen working at office max we sold lifetime warranty tables lifetime warranty was the brand name and it had a one month warranty wow <laughs> that is brilliant yeah there, there's there's companies called like homemade ice cream you know handcrafted and it's just like it's brand yeah. It's ridiculous. That's such crap. I mean, that is just it sh- gosh. The law should protect people from misleading their uh, their targeted the well, customer base. What do you think? Should should people be allowed to sell real organic fruit and not tell you that it's actually glyphosate or whatever was it glyph glyphosate oh, yeah. glyphosate? But it's like, hey, our brand name is called Real Organic and No Glyphosate Fruit. Should they be allowed to do that? <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously the market would uh, correct itself. How, how would it and, correct for it? And uh, people would do the test and people would see it. And I don't know. It, it's a complex question. There's many different variables. I Automatically, I think that the problem would solve itself and the scam would be exposed like most scams usually are. Perhaps. I, I don't think that issue means definitively there should be a government regulation on it. I'm just saying the average person. I, look, I'll tell you a story. I went to a mall. And they were doing that. You ever see those balance bracelets? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a con. And I'm yeah. surprised they're allowed to sell these things. Mm-hmm. They sell you these bracelets and they tell you it improves your core strength. It's got a reverse ion charge, blah, blah, blah. And then they use a, a center of gravity illusion to manipulate you into thinking it works. What they do is they have you stand with your feet together and put your arms out. And they'll put their hand on your arm and pull slightly down to the right, away from your center of gravity you'll fall over instantly. Then they'll say, now put on the power band. And when you do, they'll push into your center of gravity and they can push down as hard as they can as long as they go slightly left and you won't fall. And they say, wow, look at this. Take it off and I'll show you again. And then they knock you over. It's a trick. And I'm like, how are they allowed to do this? The FTC, you know what? To Luke's point, incompetent. They would like go after these companies, find them. They'd shut down, reopen, do the exact same thing. Make millions of dollars. So, you know, I guess they gave a good college try, but they were completely ineffective at stopping this stuff. Wait, wait until you find out about Big Pharma yes. and what they're doing. <laughs> I All spent right. $25 for a bronze engraving of Abraham Lincoln once. They sent me a penny. Wow. <laughs> Is that true, though? No. That's a good joke, though. <laughs> if you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com. I guess we're going to try and cook something. Yeah, let's and do just it. we'll see if if we can get like the, if the camera guys are here, we'll see if we can do that, and then do a special members only uncensored, and we can talk about the stuff as you're cooking. So yeah, it'll be great. it'll be like a, a multifaceted conversation while we get some food to eat. So uh, smash that like button, subscribe. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally everywhere: Instagram, Twitter at Timcast. Chef Andrew Gruel, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. You can follow me at uh, on everything at Chef Gruel or at Andrew Gruel or go to my website, which is chefgruel.com. 
Right on. Chef, that was awesome. Thank you so much for coming. That was a great conversation. My website is LukeUncensored.com, and I usually do a lot of rants about health, cooking, personal development, working out, doing a lot of different stuff. Today, I did a video about how a lot of things are screwed up in our society, but that doesn't mean you have to be. LukeUncensored.com. See you there for that conversation. And uh, yeah, because you guys sign up, that's why I'm here. Thanks for having me. You can follow me at iancrossland.net and you get through to any of my social media accounts through there, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Minds, the list goes on, Instagram. Check me out and follow me anywhere. Good to see you guys. Andrew, great to meet you, buddy. Uh, I'll ask you more questions on the after show about food. And a confirmation, Seth Weathers, it is freedomspeaksup.com. That's the website, mm, freedomspeaksup.com. You can get your Let's Go Brandon wrapping paper there. Seth, thanks for super chatting. Good to hear from you, buddy. And I am at search.com everywhere. Please follow me. I appreciate it. I'll be in the comments. I'm always in the comments. Me answering is at search.com is me. No one else. See you there. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it here. Uh, the incident this morning, I now uh, believe more so was politically targeted. Uh, I, I, I didn't see this message until now, but around nine o'clock we were swatted and the cops are here. So right now? That, yeah. Uh, well, actually they may have been here earlier. Uh, so I'm just checking my messages now and, uh, there you go. Uh, security dealt with it. So we, we went, we went, we went a period where we didn't report any of this stuff was happening because people kept telling us if you keep saying it, it'll keep happening. And then it kept happening anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, maybe now we just need to let people know like what's happening is actually very, very serious and it's escalating. Yeah. That's that's the reality of what's been going on. All you cops out there that are listening. Thanks for being on the ball with this one. Thanks for coming. If you guys were here earlier tonight doing your job, appreciate it. Yep. All right, well, uh, I, 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 I'm sure everything's fine. That's why we have armed security. But uh, we'll go cook some food. So thanks for hanging out. And we will see you all uh, at TimCast.com for whatever food we end up eating. Yeah, right on. Let's eat. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.